everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Michael Huber. Hello. Ben Moore. Hey. Brandon Jones. How are you? And on the switcher, Ian Hink. Hi. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Before we get started, I have to give you the objective mm. submitted to us this week by East Dragon. Oh. Your objective is pull one off for the old man. <laughs> Hubert, do you want to take on this objective? Absolutely. Uh, I love honoring l- legacy, and that's what we're going to do for the old man. Okay. Ben, would you like to take on this objective? Absolutely not. Mm. Dirty okay. old man. <laughs> Brandon Jones, would you like to take on the objective? I am the old man of Easy Allies. I'm, I'm disqualified. I don't okay. think I can, yeah. Uh, you're not. Uh, Ian Hank, would you like to take on this objective? I don't understand it. And for that reason, absolutely yes. Great. Okay. <laughs> and there it is. Uh, Brennan Jones, please begin corrections music. From Software will be self-publishing Sekiro in Japan. We were wondering that last week. Uh, apparently they self-publish a lot of their Souls games uh, on their own. Uh, they don't need anybody bigger when they're in that country. Uh, the ancient Greeks were a collection of independent city-states. So while it is true that Athens and some other Greek cities uh, had a direct democracy, other cities like Sparta were monarchies, autocracies, or plutocracies. This is one reason the Peloponnesian War is super interesting. Ideologically and culturally, Sparta and Athens were almost diametrically opposed. And correction music. Awesome. From the madness it was E3, we just had two? Because it was live last week. So we had a lot of live corrections coming in. Oh, while yeah, we were okay. On the yeah. Fly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had a lot of on the fly corrections. Got that it. might be my favorite. And now we're recording like a bunch podcast. of ninnies. Yeah, and now since we're, yeah, we're recording ninnies, I thought we had enough space and time to go in deep into uh, ancient Greek uh, politics. Got a I learned something. Really yeah. good tweet from someone. I wish I could give them, a, give them credit, but they were like, yo, Assassin's Creed is going to be the Templar Origins. Because Origins was the Assassins. Ooh. I was like, that makes too much sense. Mm-hmm. It gets me really excited, Kyle. I'm sorry. How about when <laughs> bad guys start off with good intentions, dude? How about when that happens? Like Assassin's Creed Rogue. Yeah. Like, I could see, like, it'd actually be interesting if, like, hey, we should call each other the Templars. And you're like, oh, these were good guys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Oh, that's so sad. They had good intentions. Yeah. You could see it happening. The easy ally story. (laughs) (laughs) They they meant to do good. Um, Those betting specials got real nasty. My favorite way to start an easy allies podcast is a game announcement. We've had so many. We've had so many game announcements because of E3. We have too many. Normally, I'm happy to get one. Two is too much for one podcast. Today, I want to talk about 10 games that we saw at E3. Not all of them are brand new announcements, but you know I love to rank the significance. It's a popular segment on this podcast. I want to try something a little new. It's called the Easy Allies Desire... (laughs) index the easy allies desire index and so you will know as a listener how the easy allies rank these games by their desires okay Okay. i love that you had to look up the name of it before you forgot the name i come up with a lot of things i just just think of decimals when i when i hear desire index yeah my desire index is at a 7.76 we can go to decimals uh So what we're going to do, I I hope to talk about 10 games. We'll see if we can cram 10 into this very podcast. Uh, 
maybe more next week, maybe more the week after that, adding to the index. Uh, How big will this index get? I mean, I was thinking just the games that were at E3, but okay. if it becomes a popular segment, it might be fun, like, anytime there's a new game announcement, to slot it into the index. Slot it list. Yeah, and then when a game <laughs> is is released, obviously we no longer desire it. It's released from the index. Yes, and so it gets released, it's graduated from the index, and everybody moves up a little bit. Kyle, I love it. Yes. In keeping with the Buddhist philosophy that desire is the root of all suffering, can we also have a sister <laughs> index called the suffering index? That's the suffering that the desire is causing us. What? Sure, we could do we could do that. <laughs> I'll, do one, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. it for you. We need 3D graphics for that. This needs to be a three-dimensional list. Yeah, it's on the Z-axis. Okay, sorry. Oh, there, and there's one rule before we get started. Uh, you you have a power called everybody shut up. Okay. Uh, Ian, I'm sorry you don't get this power. Uh, <laughs> sure he does. He's he's right by the mixer. Yeah. So <laughs> so you may use everybody shut up power if we're talking about a game. You can slot that game into any slot you want from four to ten. Okay. So if you're not liking a game, you can slot it in at number ten if you're with your everybody shut up power. Whoa. Uh, and then that power cannot be argued out of that slot. It is there. Unless, of course, someone else uses their everybody shut up power against that and then moves it afterward. Okay. You only get one of those per podcast. Okay. And how you activate the power is you say, everybody shut up. <laughs> okay. It's going to number six, for for example. Uh, but yeah, you cannot slot it into the top three using your everybody shut up power. It just wouldn't be right. Okay. So I have 10 games I want to talk about. Uh, if you want to talk about certain games, you could bring them up, certainly. Uh, these are games that uh, I'm interested. I'm interested to see where you slot them in. I think we owe it to ourselves to start with Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> this is a game that was announced a long time ago, before the release of Witcher 3 even. We got to see it. With our bare eyes at E3 this year. <laughs> and it's getting a lot of hype. It's getting a lot of attention. It got the Easy Eyes Best of E3 award. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we're ready to slot it in number one, but I want the panel to talk about why this game is special. I mean, right off the bat, anytime you're, you're a studio coming off a landmark title, you know, oh, one of the studios, CG Project CG Red. Project Red. Yes. Yep. One of the most celebrated games of all time, The Witcher 3. Uh, you know, anything they follow up with is is gonna get a lot of buzz, a lot of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game. Do you think speaks- anything? Do you think anything that like, you know what I mean? Like they they had Gwent the card game. That's it's a side. That's not like their next effort. You know, that's like something they're they're doing on the side. Sure. Uh, but to me, this looks like a bigger effort. Oh, even. of course. It's like, hey, we're doing Witcher three times two. Yeah. It looks like the future, and I think that's why people are so excited about it because the presentation the 50 minute private presentation uh it just showed a lot of interesting things 50 minutes yeah five zero uncut <laughs> not a lot of downtime in this demo not a lot of stuff where you're like okay and now we're gonna drive to this next area so i'm just turning my brain off watching it mm-hmm. i'm looking at the road that we're on the, the different cars we're driving past you know just the various details of the city the differences of this location we're driving to as opposed to the location we drove from and getting a vibe of maybe other characters that we would see in this type of an area did you see waypoints did you see like uh when i think of open world games and like spider-man showed this is like the they the, like the reveal of their waypoints all over the map did you have that moment with this i actually one of the things i haven't mentioned about cyberpunk and all of the coverage that we've done is how tiny those were you actually get had uh uh 
I know a lot of people complain. I've never really had a big issue with it, but I know people complain about damage numbers whenever they're really big. Sure. They're like, oh, so, you know, easy with those damage numbers. Really tiny, really muted. Um, some people complained about the size of the text in God of War, that that was a little bit too small. Even The this, Witcher had a similar issue with too small uh, th- This is, the, I mean, they're going to make things as small as they possibly can to cram as much visual information. But I think that's kind of the nature of cyberpunk is that if we were to suddenly wake up tomorrow in the year 2077, it would be very hard to comprehend what the hell's going on. Like there would just be so much, just as the same as if somebody just was to go to bed in, in 2005 or uh, 1958 and wake up in 2018 and wait a minute, you know, try to process smartphones and, you know, all this other uh, visual information that we're so used to now, the internet, social media, and so uh, one thing that, that really stood out was they said, okay, we're going to go down. We're going to meet with our contact. And they went down to the street, and I'm just looking all over the place. And they're like, there's our contact. And I was like, what? Uh, oh, oh yeah, that guy. Okay. And they just like, the crowd parted, and there that person was. And then I realized, oh, yeah, there is a little waypoint on that guy that I sure. guess that's what we've been walking toward. But I, you know, I didn't have this slow introduction into this game. We're just kind of jumping right into it. And so I missed that, yeah, that might have been noticeable to somebody who was playing the game up until this point. But for me, just absorbing all this visual information... I wouldn't have picked that guy out, even though we were introduced to that character already. Ben, I think it's interesting, uh, coming off of Witcher 3, this game we do have a named protagonist. Everybody right. will be playing as V, but I think we choose a lot of what V looks like and who V is. Do you think we'll be talking about our characters when this game comes out, when we're playing it? I do. Um, and I think that's something that they really sold well in the 50 minutes that they showed us, is... You know, you would expect from the creators of The Witcher to be like, okay, we're going to have a lot of choice. We're going to have decisions that we make in quests. But I felt like when we were meeting the contact, as we were trying to put this money together, all the different points where it could be like, okay, it's not just like I had this one point and it could branch off and, and I had essentially like two options for this quest. It felt like at every single beat, every mini objective in the quest that we were doing to try to go through with this deal, I had ten different options. Um, and I think... That is what's going to make our character is we're going to be talking about like, yes, we might get a sense of V in all of these different options, but there are going to be so many branches, so many things that you can do that when I talk about to Huber about how this deal went down, Huber's story is going to be a lot different than mine is. Sure. You know what I really want from side quests? Uh, I, I was playing Vampire recently. And I was just like going through the motions of like doing the conversation dialogue trees and doing side quests. I really want, I, and I feel like Cyberpunk could do this because of how great the side quests were in Witcher. But I want side quests, some of them, to just be bad for you. So you really have to yes. pay attention yeah, and not just completionist your way through these games. I love I, that idea, actually. I yeah. want like a person to be there with a quest marker and like. By doing the side quest, only bad things will happen for your world, for your character. Yeah. Like, let's make that happen as to where I really have to pay attention and be like, wait a minute, like, I'm not going to do that, you know? I'd love like, that. Ah. Because I think a lot of what happens, Huber, is there is that completionist, there's that There's yeah. that trophy. Mm-hmm. Oh, obviously I should clear the With map. That I XP should yeah, or crafting yeah. rewards, it's like... That's a really great point, I love <sighs> that. Are we ready to slot that in at number one? Is this the game that Easy Eyes <laughs> desires most? I feel extremely comfortable. Slotting that Especially because it's so far away, sure. you know? It's like, it's such for, a good... I, I, you ask that question, I'm like, well, we should see the rest of them. And then I'm like, also, 
What's beating it? Yeah. We'll when you, see, when you bring up the word desire, yes. I have a strong desire for to play this game, mm-hmm. to see what games now see this and realize, okay, that's where the bar is. That's what I have to meet um, to get the release date for this game, to see you know everything that's going to be coming out uh, in, in the year 2020 or 2021 when we finally get our hands on the sucker. There sure. are desire two, strong. There are two games I want more, but we'll, we'll get there. I'm not sure we will. Uh, <laughs> give me one. Give me one of those two games then. The Last of Us Part Two. Okay, so that wasn't on my list to talk about this week's episode, so okay. let's do it. Let's get in. I think if anything is going to go up against Cyberpunk for number one desired game, I think The Last of Us Part Two okay. is so, a good competitor. So before <laughs> to be E3, in the ring. what we saw of Last of Us Part Two, we saw the reveal trailer. We saw Ellie playing guitar. She mm-hmm. wants to get revenge. She wants to kill every last one of them. Mm-hmm. Then we saw last year's E3 trailer, which was just some like stomach murder, just some creepy stuff <laughs> happening. Uh, violence all over with not a lot of story details. I think we got them later on. They were like, this is the name of that person and this is the name of that person. Um, Still holding sort of out cult. the name for the, the girl with the hammer. Yes. Still in her name. Um, leading to your theory, Huber, we did learn now after E3 that it takes place over two timelines. Yes, dude, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's all happening. Uh, two timelines, but also it was said that Ellie is the only playable character. I'm really confused by this stuff, dude. Yeah. It might be the misdirection. Because they really seem to be pushing the agenda but. strong that, like, we got to introduce you to a lot of new people. Yeah. You know, even way, yes. even there were a couple people just strolling up in this gameplay demo, you know, at her, uh, at the little dance that they were having, the little celebration. You know, you got some faces popping up just very briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think by saying just that she's the only playable ke- character, it make sure that we all know it's Ellie's game. Like yeah, you can so play as Joel right. for a little bit or yeah, like someone sure. else for a bit. But like, I think they're just saying that to really drive home. Like, yo, Ellie, like this is her game. Cool. Why is this? Why do you think this is in contention for a game that we desire? Uh, you know, I bring up CD project, Red. I bring up studios, right? Naughty dog. What do they make? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uncharted and the last of us recently. Very, quality games it feels like they're getting better uh each time they make a new game but they really do i i think they improve Mm -hmm. you could say that there's a formula to it and there absolutely is but they get better and they try new things with each new game Mm -hmm. uncharted 4 is underrated i'm just Um, gonna say that sure wow we just talked about how our desire (laughs) to see objectives in games that lead us with an unfavorable outcome and that's actually the most remarkable thing about The Last of Us to me. And I don't want to get into too many specifics, but I walked away from The Last of Us feeling like I had been punched in the gut. <laughs> like, yeah. like that it had used its investment against me in a mm-hmm. way that I just don't get to see in video games hardly ever, if at all. The ending does not feel good. No, it doesn't. But yeah. it doesn't feel... And you really want it to. I, mean, I, yeah. I still think we're at a point with video games where they're like, oh, we're going to make them feel bad. We're just going to easily kill off this character. Like I, I think I, I think we're at a point where there's just so much shock in the, the, the sudden death. And I think what Last of Us goes for, the way that it uses relationships, the ways that it uses psychology, uh, and the ways that sometimes the lie can be better than the truth is just so much more meaningful than, than some sort of random shocking death to me. Uh, and that's what I'm excited about in the last of us part two is it's like, how am I going to feel at the end of this? I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Ben's here talking about the story, which is going to be, you know, like amazing. If all, if all works out, you know, last of us has such a great story, but like, just that E3 trailer of the gameplay. It impressed me. The AI, you know? it's like, I didn't think I could do it, dude. It's <laughs> like, I, I think of this generation, and, and it 
started slow where it's like yo last generation we had hd and then this generation it's it's been a little slower for a lot of people in terms of like well you know it's kind of similar to last gen like now games are starting to look better but like the nitty gritty like under the hood stuff like ai is what really gets me going where like these enemies coming in this room i mean everything looks scripted and it's like this is all just happening in real time? Like, how? <laughs> and, and you talk about the nitty-gritty, and you talk about the detail. Like, go back and watch that trailer and just look at how people are dying and then how that <laughs> reinforces the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. How that reinforces the smile that she gives at the oh. end. If it hadn't looked so impressive and it hadn't been so detailed and mm-hmm. if those people weren't going through such agony, I don't think that smile at the end would have been as impactful as it was. It's completely so right. that's what's exciting yeah. is... <laughs> that we're we're getting the, the two are merging in such a way that it's like everything that I'm doing, it's gonna pay off when I see these characters because interact. Because it's just so to, to draw a direct comparison, uh, there's a lot of bloodshed and a lot of really brutal tactics shown off in Shadow of the Tomb Raider that we got to see at E3. But I compare, you know, every like you know axe yeah. chop and arrow shot that she does in Shadow of the Tomb Raider to just literally Ellie under the car. And this lady who you, you're just like, oh, God, here we, here it comes, here it comes, creeping up and looking underneath the car and <gasps> shocked and then just it's too late and getting shot like in the cheek. Yeah. You know, just like. And you can kind of see the life fade from her just from a headshot. Uh, it's so strange in that way. It, like, like so face, it didn't brutal explode. and just so. Yeah. Uh, just like so, I yeah. joke about feeling the kill. Like I joke about it, but. Good there's, lord. There's victory yeah. there. There's comfort in the fact that, like, that person's not going to kill me or, you know, I've won out against that person, but there's also just this deep regret. Yeah. And, like, it just, wasn't, uh, it's just not clean. You know, yeah, that's kind of like about it. Really even that, that. like, Jones, oh, heavy. such a good point, just, like, hyping up the danger. Yeah. Like, it's going to be so dangerous now because yeah. everything's just so real. When that weapon wheel first comes up, she has no ammo. You just see all of these little <laughs> things she can access. It's just zero, 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 zero everywhere. And, uh, yeah, great demo. Uh, are we are we all willing to put that in at number two? That's the second most game we desire. <laughs> uh, for it, me I, personally, I would. But I can there's stuff that's close. There's one to... particular that's closer to that, but I don't know if it's necessarily on your like, announcement list. Two right but... now, we'll yeah, there's other things okay. that I would fight for. I we'll think. see if we got to bump it or not. I want to use the whole index. Uh, definitely, I want to okay. use the whole index. So the next game we're going to talk about is Team Sonic Racing. Okay. <laughs> So, I was really excited about this game leading into E3. Sumo Digital working on another Sonic Racing game. Yeah. I was pumped. And when when I learned that, that Star Fox Grand Prix is in E3, I, I gave it another look. Yeah. I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> Double now, down on it. Yes, there's still a cool racing game coming. <laughs> this is not the game I thought it was. Uh, I did. We did suspect that it would be only Sonic characters we talked about on this podcast. I think it's the right marketing way to go. Uh, this is a team-based racing game. Uh, the developers said they want to make something uh, team-based like like Overwatch. Let me get the other game that they brought up. Overwatch. Uh, Splatoon, where it's like, oh. oh, we're working together as a team. It's not about somebody's individual racing the, winning the race. It's like a, our, our team winning the race. Which I love. You I love that. that. Yeah. I do. No, anyway, I, I love I, that. Setting I itself it. apart. Yeah, I played it, and I think because it is so different is what makes it so interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I walked in, I was the opposite of you, where I walked in and I was like, oh, this is cool, uh, they're making another one of these, and just how how clever the mechanics were, and how it made you feel differently about kind of a kart racing game, where it's like, okay, I when I get an item, 
in these types of games, it's like, okay, how quickly can I just screw somebody over with it? How can I... Obviously, that's not completely true. Sometimes you want to save items so you can block other things. Yeah. But the general mentality, I, I think, for most people with car racing games is kind of impulse. Yes. Whereas here... You're not thinking about an item just to hit somebody, but you're thinking, how can I pull this guy on my team who might be like Huber, for example? How can I help him out? I'm Why do you want to help him? I'm back here, you want to help him because <laughs> it's not just about getting you getting first in the race; it's about your whole team's position uh -huh. in regards to everybody else. But he's just another dumb Sonic. Character. I'm holding you back, Kyle. <laughs> no, but I mean, sure, he's just another. If you want to look at it just aesthetically, yeah, yeah. but. It goes beyond that. So there's a huge difference between if he picks Tails versus he picks, like, Dr. Robotnik. Nah, because if he picks Tails, <laughs> he's not slowed down by mud on the road. and But he's not as fast as a speed character. And so it's like, you have all these different mechanics of different types of characters mattering more than just winning the race. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, which characters are going to be good at specific parts? How do we balance that out? I think that whole layer of strategy is something, like, it's just a mindset that I hadn't been in before with a kart racing game, and I think that's exciting. Me too. I think, honestly, to look at Overwatch and, and actually say, why is, this, why is this successful and how can we apply this to a racing game is actually kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. I actually totally do agree with and that. And it's thing. fun to be in third place and see your two friends in second and first and be like, yes, I, I'm, I'm not just going to win this race. We're dominating this. Like, that mm -hmm. feels really good. Um, I am extremely bummed it's just Sonic characters. And like, 15. There are 15 Sonic characters in this game. Are there? I have <laughs> played a lot of Sonic, Sonic games, but I also have not played a lot of Sonic games because there are so many. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, I there's no way I could name 15 Sonic characters. Let's see how deep you can get right now. <laughs> Let's see how deep Sonic, you can get. Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Robotnik. We'll, uh, we'll call him Eggman. But Chaos, sure. Shadow... Amy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> cat, what's the cat? Big cat. Big the cat. Yes. Big the cat. Yep. <laughs> oh, I forget the robot's name. All right, I got eight solid. What's the bat's name? I forget. Mm, okay, you can do more. Uh, you know the rabbit's name. I forget. I forget all those Sonic Adventure characters. It's been okay. so long. Uh, let's see who else is there. Uh, <laughs> do you know, like? I'm just realizing they're it's going hard, deep. Dude, if they're going 15, 15, they're going deep. If they're going 15, so deep. Yes. What's the What's Crazy. the alligator? We, I learned his name like is four it, times on this podcast. Is it Vector? <laughs> yes, Vector. Okay. Vector is in the game. Oh my god! And you know Vector. what? Vector is awesome. He yeah. is cool. He's Vector cool. is awesome. Vector is cool. So yeah, I mean, uh, it, it is funny. I, I wonder if there's got to be guest characters as DLC or something, yeah, right? It's like, no disrespect at all to the Sonic lineup. Yeah. It's just coming after all the All Star Racing games with other. I mean. Shenmue, come on! Yeah. Like, and by the way, this is the same team. When I said exactly. Sumo Digital, those, that's the same team we made those games. Yeah. So it it seems like a like a big omission, especially at like a Avengers Infinity War time. You know, mashups are hype right now. Let's get more characters in there. It's I think that's not time. their target, dude. I think that's not their target. <sighs> I think this game would be like big though if there were other characters. But here's the if, if you could play as Rio or, or Lon D in this. Before Shenmue 3, <laughs> before the Shenmue remaster comes out, all those Shenmue fans would uh -huh. be chomping at the bit to race in this game. It's not on brand. Because it's, it's, it's scratching the itch. Yeah. Whose oh. team would they even be on? Yeah, right. Um, uh, where, do we where do we slot this one in? We have 10 slots. I think this is a game that, by word of mouth, 
will pick up steam just because of how different it is. Sure. And I think that that, will, that may have the potential to ride out the disappointment of the lack of Sega characters. <laughs> Number nine? Put Streets of Rage characters in there. There's like, got There's got to be something lower than. You think I got a listing? I think you do. I think I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking like seven or eight. Oh, okay. Eight would be my vote between the two. Okay, okay. I'd go eight. Okay. It's fine. So just to be clear, this is the game Easy Eyes desires the eighth most. Yeah, eighth most. Yes. Okay. We like what, Sonic. What's here. our cancel called again? Just so I have that. Prep. Everybody shut up. Everybody. Can shut we up. can we shovel things around? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just need to like put them in temp slots so we can make progress. It's just crazy because Sega's. Well is so deep. That's a deep dip well, into that. Sure. Well, let's get some characters and let's get sure. Some I'm bummed about the Genesis great. collection, dude. That's a Me whole too. other discussion. Yeah, I'm bummed about what that was. I know it was pitched as like, oh, we see the NES classic, we see the Super Nintendo classic, we can do that too, and this is our way of handling. Oh my goodness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Fallout 76 is a game that was announced before E3. Right. Uh, we were waiting for a lot of details about it at E3, but we had kind of learned from Kotaku that it was going to be an online uh, uh, survival game. And that turned out to be true. It is an online survival game. We learned more details about it. Uh, There is a story still. There are missions still. However, there are zero NPCs. The only other characters in this game are other people. Well, are there NPCs? There's NPCs. None of them will talk to you. Yeah, okay, so no NPCs will speak to you. Right, which is, you know, essential in, in Fallout yeah. games for story. Other than, right? like, hey, there's a guy over there. Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> like, they'll yell at you, maybe. You're no. Like, no? Oh, because they're all, they're like, all monsters mutant or mutants and stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. That's Fallout 76. What do we think about that game today? Oh, I have a release date for that, too. I mean, November 14th, 2018. Ben is a big, big, big Fallout fan, and yeah. he's kind of, he's like, dude, rearranging in his chair right now. <laughs> he's, like, thinking deeply. I mean, he took Ben a was deep on the podcast breath. before E3 and yeah. saying, like, I don't, this is why I'm nervous about it. This is why Fallout fans would be nervous about this game. I watched the no-clip uh, documentary about the making of Fallout 76. Yeah. And there were a couple of things that they said that had me really excited and what I liked is them taking creatures from West Virginia folklore mm-hmm. and incorporating them into the world. The giant sloth is cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, cool. Big frog, I think. Yeah. Dude. Like, yeah. There's, there's just, there's a lot know, of when frog. I when I think about, okay, how is a story? How am I going to be invested if I don't have characters that I can go and talk to and and see, you know, how they're being affected by this? And I'm like, well, what if you did it with like sort of mythological creatures? Like, imagine how fun it would be to kind of learn the legend of something and then go out and hunt it with your friends. And you think, oh, that could be interesting. Yeah. The other thing that I really like that they were talking about, and they showed uh, pretty convincingly in the Noclip documentary, is, hey, Fallout, you've done it, and it's like the world has already kind of been, after the war, after the bombs drop, it's kind of already been claimed factions are already put in place this is a world without any of that and this is a world this is a, like a section that hasn't been bombed as heavily i mean you're you're when you go into a forest it's an actual forest it's not just a completely irradiated wasteland cool. and so the this idea of kind of being in this place that is its own bubble and figuring out what to do with that and being the one to decide which direction it's going to go in sounds really really cool um what Todd Howard said really made me nervous, though, because Which he was part? like, he was the way that he talked about incorporating online, where he was like, you know, this is something we're scared of doing, and I don't necessarily know how it's going to work out, but let's just have <laughs> players collide. Yeah. And I'm like, I can see how from. <laughs> 
a a a developer overseer standpoint, that could be really exciting. Yeah. But I'm worried it's just going to be a bad time for me. For I'm people worried... who are paying sixty dollars for a video game. Right. Yeah. I'm worried. Here's what I'm worried about: is that like, let's say you have ten sessions with Fallout seventy six. One of those is golden, and nine of those is really frustrating and bad. Yeah. And that is not my experience with Fallout. My experience with Fallout is, you know. I'm exaggerating here, but every time I turn it on, I can go to a different corner of the world and get invested in a super detailed story that mm-hmm. matters to me. That's what sucks is the locations they showed. The areas look so fun and interesting. Yeah. The, the huge mansion that the robots are taking mm-hmm. care of. Um, it was funny. I went on a road trip, not a road trip, a, a, a trip, I guess, a vacation with some high school friends to West Virginia once, and I really wanted to go to the nuclear fallout shelter, the, like the presidential one. Like, you can just go there. Everybody oh. else was like, no, nah, let's go away on a rafting, like, instead. <laughs> but, like, it, it's cool to me that they're, like, tapping into that part of the history, right. too, Ben. Like, they're, like, West Virginia is a little weird like there are some really cool stuff going on there um but to me that's so much less interesting without story without the npcs without the idea that i've cleared this area and it's done instead of me loading into a server where nobody's touched it yet today you know what i mean like to me there is some difference there but i could see how this is still appealing to people who love this kind of game yeah like if you i can imagine you know like any mmo or or MMO light game, I, I can see the idea, you know, in my brain so clearly of like, wow, like, you know, every server is going to be different. Like, we are really making our own story. Like, I'm going to have tales to tell of our exploit getting the nukes and like setting up bases. And it's like, but I think like Ben was saying, it's it's scary because it's like, yo, if I play this 10 times and nine of those is just struggling to get through areas or like trying you know it just there's a lot of unseen logistical aspects of this game that frighten me whether that's technical performance because like some of their games have tech issues or just the slow grind of like who's going to be in the server with you you know if you get in a server with hostile people like that doesn't seem was it playable extremely fun no you play this game no no is it gonna launch on time it is. Okay. But they're going to do a beta, they said, too. Beta. Yeah. All right. Yeah, right. You're right. And what the beta had a cute acronym for, it like, we're like going to break, break it. Break everything. Break everything. Mm-hmm. Test. Aptitude. I don't, I don't remember yeah. that. Break everything, I think, was the first two. Yeah. I can yeah. just imagine if you commit hard to this game, though, you'll you'll get it back. Like, what you give is what you get. Yep. That's my mentality And they want a live in. game. They want to keep adding yeah. stuff to it, and I can see that happening. And I think that's also what makes me a little nervous or curious as someone who's not a Fallout fan mm-hmm. and has not, just because I have not spent time with those games. Uh, and you'd think Fallout 3 and 4 are right up my alley with being open world and uh, and going on all the crazy adventures, all the exploration that's in there, is because it kind of seems like a, a bunch of games at once. Like, this seems like an early access kind of a thing where they're like, this is just a test. We've never done something like this before. Before, so we really want to bring people in to help mold this, but no, we're also going to have a hard launch, and this is when the game comes out. Uh, he kind of joked that they have tech issues with their games, but that is like the a number one concern yeah. I see brought up repeat- repeatedly. So, mad, Jones, so it was kind of weird that he was jokey about it. His joke was, "I read that on the internet, and everything on the internet is true." Yeah. You would use that joke for a yeah. thing that was false, but it's like, yeah. no, it's true. It's, it's like, true, dude, man. You it's got like, problems with your games. He's like, dude, we bought your game, and it was like busted. Yeah. And he's so just to like, almost <laughs> guarantee that they're going to have tech issues. Tech issues with this game that is so experimental with the franchise that people love so dearly yeah with just this format that we still 
still have so many questions around. I think it's weird. I think it, for me, what it's kind of in this interesting game. place of being. You, I think you should be concerned about Fallout seventy six, but I think Fallout seventy six is also going to do many things that no one else is doing, and I yeah. think you're going to be very interested. I just got myself hyped by just how weird Fallout seventy six. It's a weird game. I'm it's like, absolutely weird, dude. I'm like more on board just from talking about it for ten minutes. And, and I think we, we so haven't weird. talked about the nukes. I think that's crazy. What are I, the nukes? The nukes you can uh, attack if, at, at a high level of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, presumably, end game. You and a bunch of people can uh, collect codes, nuclear mm-hmm. codes, then infiltrate a nuclear silo, gain access to a nuclear weapon, pick a target on the world map, and drop a nuke. Yeah, and, and then, then go, go to that, that zone, spot yeah. and then acquire. So there's so many steps to that. Um, and I think one of the things that's in- interesting to me, and when you talk about MMOs and you talk about living games, I think a lot of other games could learn from. I think Destiny could take a, a, a page from that because. If I'm going into a world in Destiny, my interactions, uh, if, if if I'm not specifically on a raid or I'm not signing up for something with other players, and I'm just out in the open world, it's really a player versus player direct contact that is going to surprise me. I'm going yeah. to stumble across another player, we're going to do a thing and then go our separate ways. Where when you bring in this nuke aspect, this could affect so many different players in so many different ways. I could be at that location and just look up, oh shit, and you know, and like sorry, that thing drops on my head. Or, There's not that many players on the map, right? What was it? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I could also just be like nearby and then see that bomb drop and like, well, I'm only level 40 and that's typically a level 50 thing, but like, I don't know where those players were that dropped that. Maybe they're not going to get to that in time. Maybe I can just sneak in and grab a couple things and run out. Yeah. Or even just aesthetically being miles away from that, just hearing the boom and just looking off in the distance. Like, that's so cool. Knowing that that's not just weird background sound effects, but like that's something someone did yeah. actively. It's I'm, I'm excited about that ever since we got like mag. You know, these there's this promise of having multiple layers of gameplay. So that like even if you have higher level players interacting with lower level players, they're affecting the game world in a real tangible dangerous way I think that's really exciting and, and I'm curious to see that play out and even people complaining about it not working the way they want I'm ready to hear all the stories yeah. about it I'm I'll, so I'll ready you, I, I guess I'll tell you what, what bothers me a little <laughs> bit you know what I mean like uh, uh, Fallout is is still like hey doesn't nuclear war suck you know is the idea of the game and so like to, to make it like the, the point of the, the nuclear missile is you don't even have to target anybody. You can put it off in the side because it's still good to launch it because you get high-level stuff. Exactly. That's what bothers me, the incentivized to use it part. It's like, yo, I want that high-level gear, but also I don't want to launch any nukes on anyone. I want to... I want to disarm every right. nuke but so you can launch it off and put here i think it would be really cool if disarming it gave you high level yes. gear but yeah. if one of the four people in your crew wants to launch it they totally can so you but all you have to everyone. agree you're like okay we're going in nobody launch it and if one person <laughs> could launch it i would just love that Oh I would gosh. love that so much because never you'd never be able to trust three other people. I think nobody launch it. Nobody launch it. Nobody do it. Come on, who did that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would just, I really, really would like that. Yeah, to me, it's weird that it's always good to launch the nuke. It's a weird message to send about that game. Uh, you don't have to kill anybody with it. Where my heart sank, I think, while watching uh, the gameplay trailer mm-hmm. is when I think about. The Bethesda developed Fallout games and the things that I enjoy. Shooting stuff is not one of those things. Oh yeah, I enjoy the 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 craziness of the weapons and I enjoy some of the result of the kills. But the process of like selecting the thing in Vats or shooting in real time, especially, not not an incredible experience. And yeah. when I think about an MMO 
and the just the shots in the trailer where you just see these these like three or four people huddled together and just like like that doesn't seem like a great time like and you you think about an online game and how you have to fill it and is it just like am I going to have to engage in substandard combat a lot to maybe get to the good bits like am I just gonna have to go around and point a gun at a thing and not feel really real challenge and the AI is not going to be that incredible and I'm just going to like oh man in 30 hours I'm going to maybe get one thing for a nuke when uh, when you're logged off does your character stay there? No. Because I'm concerned too about the towns you know like you said right. the shooting is not the strength it's the social interactions with characters and going on these quests and exploring there's no towns man no but you could, it's they're player built your camps. Camps. Gotcha. Your so little, it's your like, little hubs, am, am yeah. I just going to walk into ghost towns? Right. Like, am, 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 am to, I this lone wanderer? To yeah, potentially- I think you pack it up. I think you pack it up in your little briefcase. Yeah, I think it, like, travels yeah. with you. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, So, but can I go? So say, like, players gather together, though, and build a settlement. like a Who big, gets to keep it, you mean? Yeah, who does that belong to? Like, can, can, that, can those types of... Stories happen, you know. Yep. Our server got together and built a whole town. Or something. I need to know where we're putting this, where we would rank this. Uh, I, am, I mean, they've, they've gone out of their way to say, like, hey, you're not building a town. Okay, like, it's not okay. like that. It's, it. a, it's this little outpost, got essentially. It, got it. Five or six. Whoa. <laughs> Is that high or low? Why do you say way whoa? Way too high. Oh, way too I high? I am way more excited for others to play this game than I am, you know? Uh-huh. I get what you mean. slave away and go through the, we'll watch the jankiness yeah. and the... <laughs> Like, you put up with all the heartache about the it. The second that I'm in, though, and I mean, to their credit, they've done this before, where they've told incredible stories about places that have basically been abandoned, where you can you can get a sense of a place and its history just through terminals or just through, uh, like, how they place things in the environment. And the second I hear, like, hey, walk over here, man. There's a really cool thing. That's when I'm in. I hear you. And I... Maybe they can do that. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. I remember the I remember the one vault where the overseer got uh, incinerated every time, and it would keep everyone else alive. And the vault just kept doing it until everyone banded together to say, "Like we're not doing this anymore. We're not going to sacrifice people." And then the vault was like, "Congratulations, you made the right choice. Everyone can leave." And it's like stuff like that. There were no people in that entire thing, except for like rats. And it's great. I'm really excited for this game. I don't know. Cool. I I am I'm I'm actually right there with you, Ian. I'm really excited, and I'm scared. And I don't think being scared is necessarily a bad thing, but there are just a lot of questions. And sometimes those are the best games. I think mm-hmm. sometimes the games where you just don't know end up being your favorite. So are we putting it back? Yeah, yeah we got to slot it in. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I don't know what else is on this list. It's mm-hmm. really bothering me. Yeah, yeah. I think this is. Four or five for me. I think five is a good place. Let's do five because Joe said five, five or six. I go. I'll go with that. I like it. And then Huber, if you're really unhappy with it at the end no. of the day, you have a power. The game is is so it's exciting. Like Fallout seventy six is so exciting. And every time I would bring up Fallout to Michael Huber, he yeah. would always say like, "Hey man, I really hate just how gray everything is mm-hmm. or how brown everything is. Like post apocalypse nuclear wasteland is not yeah. my thing." And that's kind of why I'm excited for you to see it. Yeah. 
Look at this color. Way look at more the, color. Look at the yeah. gorgeous landscape of West Virginia. I'm the weirdo that uh, liked Fallout 4 above <laughs> 3 because there's just more color in it. I don't know. I want to talk about <laughs> another game that, that to me might... I'm not even sure if it's online only. It might be. I'm going to find out right now in this discussion. Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. Is that online only? I wonder if you can solo queue. I, I don't to. think so. I don't think yeah, so. I think I you think can solo Skull and okay. Bones if you want. Really? Because really? I'm confused about this. Is it, is, so it's not an online-only game. It's not a multiplayer-only game. I, there's like a campaign. There's an actual story to this. I don't know about story. There's a story. There are, there's a story. There, there are locations to plunder. There are places to go. When I when I jumped out in that demo, I didn't see any players right away. And I they were like, you can go over here. You can go over there. Go. There's just all sorts of iconography that I'm like... Ooh, I can take down that ship and steal stuff from them. I can just kind of in like a God of War sense. So there were just items bobbing out in the water that you could mm-hmm. just go and get. Um, and there were, you know, uh, posts that you could uh, attack. There were there were locations on the beach that you could, you know, pull up to. And there'd be a cutscene where all of your crew was, would go off and dig up that treasure. But I'm not spending, my character is not spending a lot of time off the boat ever, right? There's just not that in the demo that I get. Which is awesome. The hub's we- awesome? I think it is. I didn't get to see it. Awesome looking. Yeah, Yeah, we didn't get to see it or or, or see how it functions. We saw it for three seconds. So when I see the dude walking around the hub, it's like, don't mess with my emotions here. It'll be really fun to walk around. Exactly, Jones. I was like, are there many of these? And kind of, I get the impression there's probably just the one. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. Like, that's not, this game is not Black Flag. This is a multiplayer shooter, basically. Like, honestly, that's a what's going on. Multiplayer shooter is what you want to call this game. Yeah. Okay. Like, to generalize it kind of, yeah. This Why? is a game where you queue up, you know, against other players and fight basically to the death. You can ally up. There's uneasy alliances. But the main mission is to beat the other people to the loot and get it back to your base. So it... it, it ha- and, and the... From what I played at E3, the pace was a lot quicker than I was expecting. Uh, the, you know, Jones was talking about earlier, kind of the, sh- the ship does move a little slower, but I still thought the encounters, the, the um, what's what I'm looking for? The, uh, there was like a, a pressure in the air of just like, yo, we got to get here. We got like people all, because uh, there's like 10 people at a time in a game. There's people all around the map just knowing they're- How big th- is the map? Uh, big enough to not see someone for a couple minutes at a time. So a huge ocean. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, in just the little slice we got during the show, they're like, there is a high possibility in the five minutes. Do we get with the game? Five, 10 minutes? 15, I think. Uh, they're like, like, you might not bump into anybody. You might just fight AI this entire time. We, we can't guarantee because we don't know where everyone's going to travel. And And there were 10 of you on the map? um, I ran into like three or four people. That is nuts. Okay. Okay. Uh, and one thing that's fun uh, that if you have played multiplayer games in the past, I'm sure this has all happened to us where you see two people, you know, Battle Royale classic, where you see two people fighting, mm-hmm. that one person barely survives with a sliver of health and then turns the corner and there you are and you're like, sorry, <laughs> you're like, I have full health, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> My cannons are pointed at you. And it's really so. interesting seeing those skirmishes at a distance, like seeing one player character taking on two big ships and just barely winning that match and then you just stroll up and they can see you at a distance like, no and then they like turn do a 180 and try to get away from you and you're like you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time and and it seems pretty brutal they i asked them i said what if i sink here they're like you lose all of your loot yeah no. all of it 
everything you have on you everything right you now. Have on. So if you want, yeah. in a Sea of Thieves sense, if you want to yeah. go back and you know cash everything in, you can. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is that risk reward. How far am I going? Uh, and just even if you see someone that's wounded, or you see if you get in a battle with somebody, and then an AI person comes up on your right, and so you take care of them, and now I'm going back to player two, and like they're gone, and I'm just like, ah, do I want to chase them? Do I want to put all my eggs in that basket, or just cut my losses and? go home or move on to someplace else. So here's what's interesting about the campaign. Uh, Skull and Bones will offer a narrative campaign which will be integrated into the game and will not be something aside of the multiplayer experience. What? Yeah. I, I, I get that. I think the narrative will be camp... Uh, like, uh, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Faction-based. So the, the, the you, I, I would imagine if you go through the, 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 the map, they slowly introduce you to new different types of faction, factions. So obviously we didn't recognize this because we're just running around killing everybody we see. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you tried to ally with them, which I, you know, I uh, give you respect for yes. Huber because I tried to kill everybody <laughs> that I saw. Um, but I, I imagine there was definitely over time a recognition of colors. So you would see a ship at a distance and know, ah, I know who that is. I know how difficult they are. Uh, you could see the levels of certain ships, but I imagine just by color you'd be able to recognize, okay, they're a part of that faction. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of faction reputation meter where the more you piss off a certain faction, the more they're likely to see you and attack on sight. From what I just read, it sounds like there's legendary pirates that we have li- rivalries with and nice. things like that. Um, they, you brought up false colors in the demo that they showed. That's so my sh- favorite thing. I'm, ass- I'm assuming you had to acquire that at some point. I, so sure early did, missions yeah. are probably like, we're going to go Disguise. in, try to take these ships down to steal their flags to use them at a later date. S- sounds to me, though, like Call of Duty saying, oh, we have a story. We have a story. It's just in multiplayer this year. It sure. sounds like that exact same thing to me. That's never... When I started up the demo, though, there was like this big thing with all these different characters and talking about killing this one guy. The like, CG trailer there was, emphasized story pretty yeah, heavily. There yeah, there was like, there was a narrative thread there that yeah. seemed more substantial than just like hey go kill this guy but when you say it's integrated it's not a mode separate from multiplayer to me that kind of says this is an online only game like you're playing this online only yeah. mm-hmm. um whether that's confirmed or not yet we, we still don't know um i was just impressed with how good it where do we slot this in is this above or below fallout 76 Ooh, that is a very good question i personally would rather play skull and bones but I'm way more curious about Fallout. This is about desire. So it's higher. I really want to play Skull and Bones. I'm not going to yeah. lie. What I played blew me away at E3. I had a big turnaround on this yeah. game. Let's see if you can convince um, Ben and Brandon. We're definitely going to get Luke Arnold in there for nah. uh, for weekly sales. Don't say definitely for weekly <laughs> sales. Don't do that to him. We'll get him at Thank least you, one man. time. <laughs> I'm worried that a lot of what you're saying is super, super, super fun and just how unique it feels and the the excitement of getting into these huge battles on the open sea and that excitement turns to frustration about two weeks later mm-hmm. where what was initially fun and novel about this becomes aggravating. The meta. And, Once and, the meta is figured become, out. Right. And it, it just becomes slow and draining. And, and a grind. Interest. Um like, am I going to want to see that story through to the end? How are they going to dole it out? How quickly are things going to change up? I don't know. 
I don't know. Jones, where's your desire, dude? I think number six behind Fallout. Uh, I think the the tough thing is is uh, Ubisoft has actually done a very good job. I was very impressed from Ubisoft in how they represented their online focused games, mainly Rainbow Six and For Honor, which we got little updates on, but have been out for a while. Mm-hmm. And the Division, which you could just say Division Two is kind of like a continuation of stuff they've been doing with Division, but they were very clear. Something that I needed that I felt was lacking with seventy six was here's our first year. You know, here we're sure. actually looking to improve this. So yeah. if people come into 76 and are really unhappy, we're ready to change it. We're ready to add more stuff. We're ready I'd be to, happy to, if to they switch could up give the me rules. A month. Yeah. But you look at something like For Honor and Rainbow Six, especially Rainbow Six, man. There, there are people that play that game. I see gameplay and like this it's hard awesome. for me, it's hard for me to even visually see what's going on because they are moving so fast. And Skull and Bones is not fast and so like i i wonder them almost doing like tournaments for skull and bones and the shoutcasters being like okay he's coming up on this player let's see what he does he's still he's coming he's coming up this match is you gonna need be a great tone you he's need turning a tone for he's it. turning it's, this, dude, this encounter is gonna be electric when it happens That's, here he goes yeah he's pulling fun. out his cannons here we go it was still pretty fast dude when i got into some scrapes with other players like it was it's it, I, dude i even think it's like better designed for shoutcasting because like when I was scuffling with player nine at E3, whoever that player was, you know we were, who you are. We were <laughs> dancing around, dude. Then our our friend came in, but then he got hit, and then another guy went because like an NPC. Did you do any were, ramming? The ramming school. The ramming oh. is amazing. Nice, yeah. cool. But like it was just this cat and mouse, like leading him into the waves, trying to use the island as cover. Like I think a five minute shit battle is exciting. Not everything needs to be like here. Yeah, I dead. Oh, he's dead. No, I, uh, turn corner dead. Like we don't like too much. Too I, much. I think it's. I think. I think it is really exciting now. But that's that's my question: is does that remain exciting for a significant period of time? I think what Jones was saying though about how they've supported For Honor and Rainbow Six. I want to really no, no, quickly. I want to talk about the For Honor update because like, I, I think it's really crazy. They're making all the classes into characters. So like. Each mm. of the class is now a person Smart. who has a personality, so it's like Overwatch style. Smart. I think that's the nuttiest thing this mm-hmm. deep into a game's yeah. life to just be like, you know what? They shall be characters. Yeah, I believe in, yeah. I I believe that. in Ubisoft right and now. This kind of reinforces Huber's point mm-hmm. about I'm like, still thinking about their multiplayer games. No, still adding I, them I agree later. with you. I think I think they're going to update it. It's not It's not the support that I'm questioning. It is when I think about like For Honor or Rainbow Six, like For Honor, for example, it's like you get into a match, you see a target, you go, and you're, you're suddenly engaged in the core of for honor yeah. in skull and bones you know by my 50th match and it's like okay well i gotta sail all the way over there True. to maybe just fire one sh- I, like i'm, I'm not I saying see, this right? is exactly how it's going to work sure. but i'm just trying to think it out and it's like by the time i've done this you know a hundred times it's simply sailing to where i get to the exciting part going to be interesting yeah. i don't know yeah I agree. Well, also, I agree. I feel, I also directly comparing to Fallout Definitely. 76, we were saying, like, that mansion looks really cool. I bet there's some vaults are going to be really neat. I bet there's some nuclear silos that are cool. Whereas with Skull and Bones, it's like, that's a fun island. This part of the ocean is neat. Yeah. You know, like, I just don't think there's that sense of discovery, which is why I would I'd put it at six. Sure. I'd put Fallout just a little bit ahead. Okay. It's just how long those mechanics stay fun. But yeah. the thing is, if they do, this is... Riding yeah. the list for me. And it yeah. looks good. I just played uh, Black Flag again, not all the way through, but I just like popped it open on PS4 and like so great to see that style of game mm-hmm. now in this gen. Like when you when you when you're like right on the front of that ram and you just hit a boat, you know, pieces of wood go flying everywhere. You hear guys screaming. It's it's pretty great. Oh, yeah. oh. do you all hear that? Oh, it sounds like it's podcast halftime. <laughs> <laughs> the following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of June. 
Sweet Justice, a sound design company from England who focuses on audio for game cinematics and trailers. They are also heavily involved in sound design and sound implementation for games. They've worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, Call of Duty, Injustice 2, Cuphead, and a load of indies. Check them out at sweetjustice.audio. Mango. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure currently in development at Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Unique to me design. Looking for a gift for that special someone they will treasure for a lifetime, or maybe a little something that says, I care. With rings and bracelets, necklaces, and more, Unique to Me Design has a wide range of custom-made jewelry for all tastes. Enter the coupon code ALLIES25 for 25% off of your order. That's etsy.com slash shop slash Unique to Me Design. L. Thanis. Andrew Reif. Ikeelis. Ikeelis.com is proud to sponsor Easy Allies. If you need a replacement car key or remote, use offer code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 30% off of your order. And our mega sponsors, Hogue Law Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. And now, that good business lawyer has a YouTube channel, one with one video which Ian Hank has called really well-written, and an overall number of videos which Kyle Bossman has called more than two. Check it out at youtube.com slash H-O-E-G law. Blue. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Changing up the images for Unique to Me Design because the two images you have previously seen are sold out. Sold out. Sold out. Did you pick them or did you? I just picked them. I just thought those looked good. We showed a couple different ones last month and I was like, I like these. I want to move in close on these. You're selling hardware, man. Yeah, feels good. That is really cool. Dude, I'm going to play some E3 games, guys. I am too, man. I'm ready. This is like torture. That's what this right is the now. whole desire <laughs> index, like, man. Yeah. My desire is high right now. If you're just now joining us, we are desire. halfway through the Easy Allies Desire Index. We have five oh. games slotted in. Um, a lot of space left. Nobody's taken nine or ten yet. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what we can do there. Just <clears throat> wait. I would like to talk about a game I don't expect us to talk about for a long time. And so it's going to be hanging out on the Desire Index for a while until our next update. It's called Babylon's Fall. What is this game again? Yes. Right. Yes, exactly. So this was announced during the Square Square Enix press conference. It was 29 minutes long. Uh, Very confusing reveal. A lot of the lore was dropped on us. Game Informer actually wrote a really nice article, like, reading all of the lore and trying to, like, extrapolate. The discovery of magical sources was the vibe I got. Well, look at this blue stuff. And yeah. then you're seeing the blue come through and, and all out of their But then magic bad things happened and, and, and yeah, factions Ooh, look rise. at the red stuff. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and that ended with a little CG, uh, like, a really cool, like, I don't know, is it wrong to say Escaflone type art or, or like, like armor, you know, just like really cool, elaborate armor, mm-hmm. uh, a big guy hanging over like a smaller guy in cool, elaborate armor. And the little guy like pulls off that guy's arm and just slashes him with a sword. Trailer ends. Babylon's fall. Armor? Platinum games. So the last time we've seen these two companies uh, collaborate was near Automata, 
last and only other time, really. Uh, so it's cool that the Square Enix Platinum uh, uh, partnership <laughs> continues. Exciting. Bless you, in. We don't know anything beyond that. We do not know who's directing this game. We don't know when it's coming. That is all we yeah. know about it. And for that reason, even, yeah. it's my number 10. Is it fine to put this number 10 without that I many details? I think that's details? cozy. I Absolutely. No yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, what, what really twisted the knife is, yeah. and you know, hindsight is a, a powerful thing, but you were talking about uh, the last time they collaborated, we got near, and I was like, yeah. and, and I think about kind of how they built up near and the, the trailers that they did and how stylish they were and how just, I, I think even if you didn't care about near at all, there was something to latch on to. Like, beyond Platinum Games working on this, which is certainly not nothing, of course. What? Well, why? I, I just I can't, <laughs> I can't force myself to care yeah. with just that. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, great. I'm glad we got one of those out of the way. Next trailer. Ten for show. sure. Yeah, and I don't know if we'll see it again for another year. You know, it's, it feels like that kind of game announcement. I pray, I pray that the, the next time they show it... Mm-hmm. We're just eating this. We're eating yeah. that 10 spot. Oh, for sure. I want to choke it down. I'm ashamed <laughs> of my yeah. words and deeds. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> just right now. 10. Let's talk about a big boy then. Halo Infinite. Hmm. This is the next Halo game. This is not some weird offshoot, as it was explained after it, because I think if you watch the trailer, you might think it's a weird offshoot. Uh, this is the next Halo game. It is a Halo sequel uh, very few details about it, though. It was revealed through a trailer that was, I would say, environmental. It's almost tech demo-y. Um, but within that, we saw really nice-looking environments, really nice-looking clothes, uh, textures, uh, just environment, like just animals that look like really nice. Uh, and we saw Master Chief's old helmet hanging off. He had his helmet off for some reason, but that was the reveal of the We're helmet. We're seeing his face this game. It's happening. This is the one we see his face. This is the yeah. one. But it's funny because we were talking about the arcade game, the <laughs> Halo arcade game, and I was like, oh, this is Halo back to its roots. Remember how cool the helmet used to be? Just a regular old Spartan helmet. <laughs> this is it. Just some a crew rolling around in a warthog hanging out on a Halo awesome. is the last thing you see in this reveal trailer, actually, is they're on a Halo. Um... But that's all we know. We know it's a new engine, the Slipstream engine, created specifically for this game. That's because exciting. this game has things that the old engine couldn't do, and they're like, we need a new engine for this. And that is what's happening right now, Halo Infinite. Nothing like making a new engine for a game, specifically. Yeah. That gets my gears going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't see gears going on Jones's side. I don't know. I'm seeing weird faces about this, man. Uh, well, just because of the list, man. This list is getting interesting it's now. Getting yeah. Stacked. I, it, I, do we do we dare put Halo Infinite behind Sonic Team Racing? You know? No. Why would you? No. This yeah. is a high end. You know what game. I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I think uh, exploration is the a number one vibe I got from this game. Huge look at this world. Go yes. get it. Yeah. You know, and seeing that warthog just tearing, you know, through, kicking up dust, bouncing along that road, uh, reminded me of of you know first, uh, um, you know, taking it on that island in the first Halo, and just being like, let's go. What's around that corner? You know, and I think um, first when Halo really tried to build up and do new things, it was very gameplay focused. Uh, then they you know added the forge, and so they're changing up a lot of the multiplayer elements, and you can create your own maps now. Uh, you can change up the rules. Of course, we've we've got remap for a lot of fun Halo games, as problematic as those were, going back and revisiting some of the older games in a new engine. Then they 
took some really interesting story strides in the last couple games that I was not a fan of that did, did not story that did not bring yeah. me into yeah. the new world they were building with four and the weird you know Locke versus Master Chief battle that was happening in five yeah and so uh, I'm actually kind of proud of them for looking at six and being like hey I got an idea how about we just make a fun Halo game you know yeah. like how about we it really capture I pray and, and for just, that. And yeah. just that, to, to me, that Warthog bump was one of the best things of that original Halo. Just that vibe of like, whoa, physics in a multiplayer game. Like, yeah, whoa, I'm in the cockpit. Whoa, you know, like, and it, I, I think that's still something that's magical. That's something that they can really try to recapture. Um, and um, it's, you know, when you talk about Fallout 76, the rules are like my big question. It's like, wait a minute, I have my own thing. How does that work? And like, I don't find myself at this moment having those concerns about like, wait a minute, how do quests work in this? You know, I'm, I'm just kind of excited to see uh, what they reveal. And, and I thought it, it didn't feel like the kind of announcement that wanted to be more than it was. I think they wanted to establish this is going to be a gameplay focused thing. This is going to be a celebration of all that makes Halo great. We'll tell you about this later, but we just want you to see it, see it running, um, uh, really go back and watch the beginning of that trailer and, and just showcase all of these different interesting looking environments. Uh, I think it really plays on Anthem of all games. I kind of got an Anthem vibe from that of like it might not play at all the way Anthem plays. But uh, I definitely when I was playing Anthem, I was like, I want to go everywhere and really see got all you, of these yeah. cool, fun, natural environments. Um, and I get that vibe from this of just like I'm going to come across, you know, potentially animals running around this uh, ring. And like maybe I need to kill them. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm just going to run over them with my oh, those warthog or, 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 those or maybe yeah. or maybe there'll be little factions of Covenant or other, drones. you know, yeah. maybe, just imagine seeing just a, t- a flood just coming down a, a volcano or something. And you're like, whoa, worth get away mentioning, from those though, guys. you did not see a single enemy in this entire trailer. You didn't, yeah. It's yeah. pretty, pretty unique in that. And, but sense. I can still yeah. kind of imagine what they're, what, what they're, the no pitch, what please, they're selling. Please, no more flood. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's going back to the old days, yeah. I mean, um, so yeah, I am intrigued. Uh, ben, how do we even like sort this? How do we say how much we desire this game? Mm. How do we even do this? I think it depends on how much you're willing to hope. Like there are two, I'm to hope. yeah. There's, there's two paths that you can take. Sure. Um, I don't think saying hey we're making a new halo game has as much power as it used to have and that's that's something you have to take into consideration mm-hmm. um however if you're willing to read into the trailer and you're willing to say what brandon is saying and you're like hey we're going to pinpoint why you fell in love with halo in the first place and exactly like brandon was saying the reason that i fell in love with halo is is not and this is different for different people, but for me, it wasn't because of the lore. It wasn't because of this grand battle that just kept getting more grand, and then there were more factions that you had to get involved, and these people came before. It was because, like, oh, man, getting in a Warthog with my friend is, like, the most fun I've had yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the way that it spins around, the crazy jumps that we do. Like, you're just laughing. And because that was so much fun and the shooting was so much fun, then you cared about the lore and you're like game you've given me so much that i'm willing to invest in your world i'm willing <laughs> to care about master chief i'm willing to care about the covenant i'm willing to care about the flood because you gave me so much fun in the first place and that's the feeling that i want to have here cool is i want to if you can make me feel as good as the first time i got into a warthog i think that's a great achievement huber where do you want to slot this one in dude uh, bang man that was great yeah uh you know, Ben did say that uh, Halo doesn't command, you know, the, the name that it used to have, like, that that power. Um, but still, you know, the, I, I'm big on legacies. Like, anytime a Halo yeah. comes out, 
Like it's still hard but, uh, it's yeah, a, it's to like, not be like so It's excited. like we're in this spot where <laughs> no, it just saying we're making a new Halo game doesn't command the fervor that it used to. Yeah. But like everybody's hoping for a comeback. Yeah. We're, yeah. Like, yeah. we're like, we're willing to purchase those tickets yeah. for the comeback tour. And like I, we're I, ready. I like that there's clearly like a different a different direction with this. You know what I mean? If it was CG Chief just going like, I made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Like, nobody would have been happy, you know? But it was something entirely different. It was yeah. oh man, just it, raw gameplay. Mm-hmm. Become the master chief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what I sound like without my helmet. <laughs> I made a mistake. Our, our number four slot is open. I'd be comfortable going. When we talk about desire, I don't yeah. know if I desire infinite. I don't know if that's something where it's like, man, I wish that game came out this month. That's going to be hard to wait for. I do desire for that game to be awesome. Like, I, I, yeah. I do desire to, like, call up some old friends it's, and be like, man, you remember when we co-ops right? combat evolved like a decade ago? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's, let's go I back. I and- desire the tournament night, the group stream night. Oh, like, yeah. I actually desire it a lot yeah. for Halo. It's that game that... We get, we're just gonna throw on and just play and play and play. And, Are we cool with number that. four? We you cool can, with you can see sure. in your head. Yes, mm-hmm. hope. The hope. The hope, man. Yeah. Way to go, Halo. How about Kingdom Hearts three? Who did number three? What? <laughs> yeah, we got a release date, January. Wait, do we have a two? We have two a two. Is two last is the Last of Us Part Two. Which one do we desire more? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's our number three. <laughs> okay. I'm just speaking. Are we all myself. cool with that? It's just I'm cool with that, sure. The, the desire index is like burning. It's on oh, fire. Oh yeah, it is. I yeah, know. Yeah. It That's is. why we do this. It's melting. It is. So we didn't learn a lot new from King of Hearts 3. It just continued to look good in my eyes. Yeah. No, but it, but it's not just that. Like it's not. We've been waiting for King of Hearts 3 for a millennium. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we've and been waiting forever. And I think anytime you've been waiting that long, your expectations just keep building, just keep building, just keep building. Yeah. And like what we played. And then what we continue to see through trailers, it's like, oh, oh it's just everything we want. It's just, it's, it's just and more. That game. When they show off Pirates of the Caribbean, if you wrote that down, if that leaked, right, oh, Pirates is going to be in there. I'd be like, shut up. And <laughs> then you see the ship. Yes, you see the ship. You see, you see Captain Jack Sparrow's face, and you're like, right. whoa, okay. Yes. Yes. You're doing really. And I think like you see, you see Pirate Sora. He looks sick. Yes. Yeah. He's like, you used to like this world. Like, yeah, whoa, <laughs> wow, what a reveal of that. I really truly like that. And it's so encouraging hearing, like, Damiani and, you know, Ben and Brad talk about playing it then versus Mm -hmm. E3 and how much it's improved over a couple months, you know? Anytime I hear stuff like that, it's so encouraging because it's just like, wow, this game's going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. I mean... The the question for me, especially maybe from Brandon, where, you know, you're not as invested in Kingdom Hearts. True. Uh... Like, what stones do we have to throw at Kingdom Hearts 3 based on what we've seen in and around E3? The production values of this game are undeniable. But. Everything I've... But. No, there's no but there. Everything that but. I've seen... But I'm probably not going to play this game at launch. It's just because it's not... It's just not my type of game. But you know? why? Um, yeah, but why? But why? Desire, Jones, Jones, we games, want man. you to desire this game. We want you to desire we it. We want you to <laughs> just create... It's Disney. Dog, when it, what other game Disney. is coming out when this comes out at the end of January? There's another game coming out at the end of January yeah, that I might put a little bit on top Evil. of this All right, I can let it slide, man. I can let it slide. I love you, but I know <laughs> right, right. that like, yeah, when on. we're all screaming at Game of Thrones 3, you're going to be playing Resident Evil 2 Remake for like the 14th time. <laughs> you know what? I didn't have it on my list because, you know, I tried to have a variety, but it's yeah. time to talk about Resident Evil 2. We're going we're gonna to pump some yeah, others see off See what I'm this. talking about? <laughs> yeah. Where do we put Resident Evil 2 Remake on our, on our, our Desire I want to shovel things around and I want to put Resident Evil 2 Remake at number one. Yes. Yes. Out of 
yes. out of every game that we've talked yes. about right now. We have burning that is, desire for that it. That is the not? number. I would. How did that happen? I'm foaming at the mouth for it. I, if we made this list before E3, they would not have ranked nearly that high. What happened at E3 to put Resident Evil 2 Remake? Here's what they got their yeah. hands on it. And the and the trailers, mm-hmm. both. What happened? What what was it? Well, the trailer the the trailer got everyone excited because it just looked so good. First of all, it was just a great trailer. It was mm-hmm. a great reveal. It's it we we have been waiting for it for so long, but we still didn't didn't have confirmation. So it still did come out of nowhere. Uh, and then you know, they like we got our hands on it. And that was it. That was the, sealing the deal. Was just playing this game for ten minutes, and just feeling the atmosphere, feeling the detail. Huber, you told me there's no way you do not want to play this version of this game that doesn't have fixed camera angles. I never said that. I said <laughs> you said you would spit on it. <laughs> yeah, right. You said if it doesn't have lies. fixed camera angles, you that would spit lies. on this game. I wanted fixed cameras, but uh-huh. I always said I'm a hundred percent open to third person. Okay. At whatever they're doing, I'm cool with it. In and you my, played it, and it works. And I played it, and I am not thinking about fixed cameras at all because it works and feels so good. Do you desire this game more than Cyberpunk 2077? Personally. Jones, do you desire this game more than Cyberpunk 2077? I, I, I do because I think Cyberpunk right now for me I know it's really far off. I think yeah. it represents an era of gaming and not necessarily the game itself. Um, uh, I am, you know, Witcher 3 had such an amazing pedigree. I think it took time before I actually finally played Witcher 3. Um, and I think it's just going to be of undeniable quality, but like, I have such a history with RE. And while I think Cyberpunk met my expectations, especially because uh, Bloodworth described the demo before I saw it. So when I was watching it, it was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Where every single thing I saw from RE2, I was like, get out of town. I can't believe, I can't believe they did this. I can't believe they listened to the desires of their fans. They knew this is something that everybody was going to love. They did something that was potentially scary because they had such success with Resident Evil Remake two gens ago that they're like, is this too old? Is this some, Is it weird to hype up Resident Evil 2 so many years later for people that potentially might not have even even played or really have that much emotional attachment. Um, and a lot of people are talking about RE4. They're like, oh, it's RE7 and RE4 put together. This is RE7 and RE4 and RE2 put together. To me, this is like the the visuals of RE7, the uh, uh, kind of the mechanics of RE4, but like definitely not the level design at all of RE4. Or the pace. RE4 is much wider, much more of a shooting gallery mm-hmm. where it's just like that, you know, claustrophobic to me, it was just going into every single room and immediately being like, oh, crap, what's over there? Oh, crap, what's I, over uh, there? Just the, the reduction in visibility, the, the just how damn good every single zombie looked. Like, the emotional investment that I felt when Marvin tells you, even if it's wearing a uniform, put it down. And, yeah. like, every time a cop comes at me when I go and play RE2, as much as I love it, it's like, oh, yeah, that cop model. Whereas, like, every single time a police officer came at me, a police officer, I'm like, I feel like I, this is somebody that I was going to work with, but I'm not going anymore because of this virus, I, and I got to take him down. I quickly want to pray. Capcom for just the way they have shown this game because this is a game where I and and Resident Evil 2 fans out there have beaten Resident Evil 2 hundreds of times it is that game it It is is a game legendary it is a legendary game that you can go through in a couple hours and we we do it like we (laughs) just play that game over and over and over we do it (laughs) they gave us just the most beautiful tease they have me on the in the palm of their hand a game that i've gone through hundreds of times 
and I there's still so much mystery surrounding this. Yes. How? This is what I, this How is there so about. much sure. mystery surrounding this game that we've played a hundred times? It's just so beautiful. The little bit they've the little bit of information they've doled out. The trailer and the demo we played focusing on just really the main lobby of the RPD building. Everything about the way they've shown this game is awesome. I It pisses me off to no end. And you see this all the time because like with movies, they're remaking everything. With games, they're remaking everything. Everything that you care about, they're remaking it. Okay, <laughs> And I feel like so many times they go the cheap route. So many times they're like, hey, you remember that thing that you used to love? Here it is. Here it is. Here you it is. William and Birkin? it's like what they're trying to do is they're not trying to recreate that feeling. They're trying to recreate the memory of how you felt about that thing. It's like a very cheap... It's like a sugar rush, right? <laughs> but that thing that you first fell in love with, like it shook you to your core. And what I see in the Resident Evil 2 remake is we're going like, oh, fuck, that one zombie is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And that, to me, is honoring the way that yes. that game made you feel. Is they're mm -hmm. not just relying on the fact that, like, hey, do you see? We placed the zombies in the exact same way that we did in the game from 1998. It's... Hey, these zombies are in the hallway, and they're going to scare you like they never have before. And that is incredible, and that is exactly what Resident Evil Remake did. Exactly. Resident Evil Remake is one of the greatest games ever made. Ever. Yeah. If not, like, the greatest remake it's one of, of the all greats. time. But it's if one you, of the have, it if you haven't played yeah. R2, it's one of the this is going to be a great game if you have, like, the joy. For so many different levels, just mm -hmm. being forced in the game playthrough that I did into areas that I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here right now. This is not where RE2 begins by me going in this hallway. Yeah. And then, like, going into another room and being like, in RE2, there's, like, eight zombies in this room. Why are you forcing me to go in here? And then <laughs> no one's there. And you're like, ah! There's just constantly <laughs> upending expectations. And one moment I want to talk about that I love, which makes me... Yeah, Lisa Trevor vibes of thinking like, oh, if they, you know, RE2 to me was so much more dramatic than RE1. It took such leaps and bounds in the story uh, and making me care more about characters and introducing really true horrifying villains that were just normal people just doing terrible things uh, even before the virus outbreak happened. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Getting the book from that one cop who kind of theorized, I think there's a way out yeah. and I think there's puzzles that we have the to solve. Best. I'm sorry, I, this happened in the demo Happened now? in the demo. In the so remake. like, I need you yeah. to take what I have logged down, Last Crusade style. Like, yeah. I put it in this journal you need to take that and then move it forward i get the first piece of that in front of marvin i put it into the the statue that i had done before that begins to unlock this new area that i'm going to 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 venture into and marvin behind me in real time says wow so he was right so that guy that's now dead that wrote that journal some of us thought he was crazy but like wow he actually was on to something and it's not a cutscene. it's not a cutscene. he's just saying that, that and then cool. just actually adding context and threads between these moments that we are familiar with but making them even more elaborate yeah. surprising and it's just like I just wasn't expecting that I just had lowest common denominator every single time RE2 was brought up because like I don't want to get excited and I'm more excited than I thought I was going to be. I'm more excited every single damn time we talk about it. And when, when we're talking about Desire Index, man, I think it matters that we got that date as January. I think it does matter. I absolutely think it, think it does matter. Yeah. So it's we have nine like games so close in. yet yeah. so far. It's like right at that point of like, I can see it, but it's so, so far away. We had a lot of games I want to talk about, but I think we need to maximize drama because we only have one more game to slot in tonight. We oh, have okay. nine games slotted in, Huber. Okay. We have nine games slotted in? Yeah, we really? only have room for one more. Okay. okay. And that last game, I dare you to say Mega Man 11, is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Ooh, wrench in the system. Mm -hmm. All right. So, what, go ahead. What is the open number spot that we have? Uh, so, it, the new open number slot is uh, nine. <laughs> so, 
We're going to have to do some bumping. Unless it's number nine. Hey, if it's number nine, that's a legitimate answer. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, we did have a new Super Smash Brothers game announced earlier this year uh, when we saw the Inklings um, in Nintendo's first uh, Nintendo Direct of the year. Yeah, I'll, I'll just let you look at this. All right, everyone shut me. up. Oh, It's number four. Oh, I was just going to do that. I was just going to do that. Okay. Yep. It's number four. Uber uses everyone shut up. Mm-hmm. I agree with the number four spot completely. Sure. Bump everything okay. down. Slides right in there. May I see where we're sliding that in? I actually, I, I lost track of where that is. Okay. So, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, you desire that more than Kingdom Hearts 3. Wait, no, no, Wait, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Sorry, you desire it more than Halo Infinite. Yes. yes. Okay. But less than Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes. <laughs> but wait, but wait, 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 wait. That was less dramatic than I thought. If we have Resident Evil 2 at number one. Yes. And then Cyberpunk at number two. Yep. Last of Us is number three. Oh. Oh, yeah. We're sorry, running, sorry, We're running sorry. into a problem yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. This then, is all... So, right, right, right. You're putting it at number five. You're putting it at number five. Then Kingdom Hearts, number four. Smash number five? Smash is number five. Smash is in the middle yeah. of the Desire Index? It's number five. Okay. Everybody shut up. <laughs> Suggestion. Uh-huh. <laughs> we just named Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Our game of show. Yeah. Because it had an incredible showing at E3. Uh-huh. But we're talking about Desires. Yes. Okay? Desires. Yeah. Now, here's what I'm working with. We have dates for Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah, we mm -hmm. do. We have, dates, we have a date for Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, we yeah. do. And we have a date for Smash Bros. Ultimate. December 7th. I should have said that. Yes. I honestly feel like we can say with confidence that we... At this table, maybe not Brandon, but the three of us are going to enjoy and play dozens of hours of dozens. Smash Bros. I have no input on this. Dozens. This is about the three of you. Okay. Dozens Do of hours. Dozens of hours. Dozens. Yes. Okay. Weekly we brawls. Weekly yeah. brawls. And I think that, that confidence in its ability to please uh -huh. is important. Cyberpunk 2077 could be years away. Could be. And I think that that dampens the desire index. It's not that we're not interested or yeah. that it's not going to be incredible. I believe... I have full confidence yeah. in how good it's going to be. You have a, you understand the system, yes. But, but this, these these other ones are on my tongue right now. Mm -hmm. I can taste it, and that's yeah. intoxicating. I agree. I think we reorient it. I agree. Okay. And my position is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Oh, the only other thing that I want to say with Last of Us 2 is Huber's love for The Last of Us transcends time and space. <laughs> uh -huh. So I don't know if we're moving that. Okay? So Resident Evil 2 Remake, The Last of Us 2, Kingdom Hearts 3... <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and then Cyberpunk, and then the rest of the list. Okay. Jones, you're okay with that? I'm all right with that. We started okay. with Cyberpunk number one. Well, it was and one of the first things we talked about. We yeah. just yeah. moved it, it down the, to the number first four. games that you brought up. And okay. we said, what are we going to talk about that's going to knock yeah. them down? Uh -huh. so that brings up only... a really great point, because when games are right. that far away, I put up a defensive right. mechanism of, like, I don't even want to think about and Cyberpunk. And I think it's a, it's a twofold discussion. One, we're trying to process all of our hopes and desires coming off of E3, and we're also trying to figure out this weird bit that Kyle has planned. And yeah. so I think <laughs> during the process of the entire thing, I know I don't we make eventually it arrive at where we are, what the point of the whole thing is. So I'm sorry, Ben. I think Ben has done that beautifully. Was your proposition? to make it cyberpunk number five or number four number to make five it number five to number five okay and we're all cool with that yeah sure all right 
So that concludes it for this week. I don't envy the people next week. We have more big games. We got Ghost of Tsushima to fit in here somewhere. Yeah. Oh man, there's we have be, we have Death Stranding to fit in there somewhere. It's going to be tricky to fit the rest of these games. I in was there. waiting to use my if, shut up card for Dragon Quest. The the one oh, thing Dragon that I think you could have thrown in there that uh-huh. would have made this just hell is Mega Man 11 for me. Really? Yeah. Right. I'm just curious. No talk of Spider Man too. So oh, Spider Man, like, we got to fit in there somewhere. Would Mega Would Mega Man be in the top five for you? <laughs> yeah. In my personal list, Mega Man would be in the top three. Wow. Probably. Yeah. And I I can't even call myself a Mega Man enthusiast. I really mm-hmm. like Mega Man, but Mega Man Eleven was one of the best games I played what is it, at E3. It is simply perfect. It's so good. Okay, so I'm gonna just for everybody at home. I realized that was hard to keep track of. Uh, here is your list. I lost one. Oh, Halo Infinite is now number six. Got it. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's hard for me to keep track, too. Okay. So, uh, number 10 on the Desire Index, Babylon's Fall. I don't expect that to pump up a lot throughout the year until we get a trailer. Uh, Number nine, Team Sonic Racing. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen to bump that game up. It's, it's got some pretty stiff competition. Yeah, Yeah, it's just got a lot of good games coming out. Open the floodgates. Number eight, Skull and Bones. I think has a shot of bumping up, but that's just where it landed. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Fallout 76. I don't know. Maybe if the beta goes off the charts, we'll see it rise. Some um, nukes start firing. Yeah. It's hard for me to Man, see it falling. Now that I'm hearing it, maybe we switch to the two of them. Skull and Bones and Fallout 76? It's not too late. Uh, No, Fallout was ahead of Skull and Bones, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I feel right. I'm okay, okay with it. I'm okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, next, though, at number six, Halo Infinite. Number five, Cyberpunk 2077. It seems so wrong, but it's... To desire it is pain it's at this point. It's wrong exactly. now. To desire yeah. it is but we pain. But yeah. we got four. Keep reading. I'm, I'm yeah. not <laughs> doing myself a favor by desiring that game you know what? in June of 2018. I think I should have explained Smash Ultimate too. <laughs> but I, sh- I will very much be impressed at what they showed at E3. <laughs> yeah. uh, both of those things can exist at I the same that, time. Yeah, this is what the Desire Index right. is all about. I yeah. feel like Cyberpunk 2077 right now, like you're going on an international flight. Yeah. And like, yeah, you're super excited. <laughs> but when you get on the plane yeah. and oh, you're yeah. doing the 12-hour flight. Oh, yeah. You know. I'm in the middle. You got to focus right. on the next yeah. movie you're right. going to watch. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> Once you get off the plane, everything yeah. changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Smash Ultimate, by the way, is the game coming to Switch. It has everybody. It has every single everybody. Smash character. I don't know if I've ever seen a roster like this where it's like, hey, every character's in this. We didn't so cut a single cool. soul. Pichu's in, baby. Awesome. Um yeah, it's awesome, kind of, Huber. I feel like it didn't leave E3 with the most hype. I don't think it's going to win a lot of Best of E3 awards. I, I feel like that's only because it's as good as everyone expects, you know? It's yes. hard for these games to wow people and shake people up. I think there's nothing wild about it, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wild. There's no Doc Brown spider monster. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But it's just Smash being Smash, and that is fine, and that is great. Mm-hmm. To me, it's crazy that it's been... They're taking all these characters, but they're fundamentally thinking, how do we make this character the best it can be? Mm-hmm. I think that's truly interesting what they're doing with this game. Yeah, the presentation just diving into the nitty-gritty mechanics. Yes. It's awesome. 65 characters. 65. I mean, Solid Snake is back in the game somehow. I desire well, getting better at Smash. Yep. Sorry? I desire getting better at Smash yes. whenever that happens. If and it's, if. It, it's number four, Jones. It is number four right. on our most desired games. Number three, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. Uh, number two, The Last of Us Part Two. Hell yeah. 
And number one, the most desired game from Easy Allies is Resident Evil 2 feels Remake. good. It feels so good. <laughs> that was fun, actually. Yeah. Uh, I hope it doesn't get torn down week by week. Um, we'll see what happens with this list. There is one massive game that I feel like should be like either put in a separate category all by itself. We can't have that. Brandon Jones. Okay. Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to slot that in. It's not like an E3 thing, you know? But, I mean, we didn't learn anything. We're not at a different point. We got to slot it in, man. (laughs) I'm going to bring it up next week. (laughs) The Desire Index, man. Jones is skyrocketing. I'll be here in this chair ready to talk about it. Yeah, because, you know, Jones, I I think it might be interesting to bring it up in the conversation (laughs) because it's like, how much does E3 affect how much you desire a game? For a lot of these games, you know, it mapped them. Um, but Resident Evil 2, or sorry, Red Dead Redemption 2 was not there. Yeah. But I don't think it was negatively affected by E3, so we'll have to see. It really Tomorrow worked. would be a fun time to drop that multiplayer trailer. Ba- oh <laughs> Based on what like... we've seen so far, I would put Resident Evil 2 Remake above Red Dead Redemption 2, but that could change with a single trailer. Oh, oh they're, they're, the, the, the trailer that gets everyone freaking out hasn't even been, been No, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. When that happens... Yeah, oh. I, think it's, I, think it's like, I think it's like a long shot of you just like hitching your horse. You know, you walk into a town, hit your horse, walk into a, a, a saloon, dude. Yes. That's I, the trailer thing. I it's hope so close. that one of these companies out there, before they put these trailer, they put the trailer live, they just have like this devilish grin and they're like, "Time to ratchet up the desire index." <laughs> <laughs> Coming for the number one spot. Going up. <laughs> bye bye, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, it is now time for love and respect. That was fun. Very. Love and respect. Uh, I don't want to do too much E3. We're going to do something that is irrelevant to E3. We're going to play a game. Nice. We went through a lot. Of, I think that was brutal. I think that was almost kill your baby style. We like, <laughs> yeah. did some rough work there. Uh, let's play a Call, very silly game. Call, what's uh, one to ten hype level for Red Dead? Where are you at? Dude, I'm not too high. Oh. I'm not too high on Red Dead right now. Right, you need we'll more. Get you. Yep. We'll get his desire up. We'll yeah, get yeah, his yeah. desire up, Jones. We'll yeah. pump him. Yeah, I do need more. <laughs> Uh, this comes to us from Austin Kruckmeyer. Hello, allies. One of my favorite ways games developers go the extra mile is putting smaller games inside their games. What I refer to is when these games within games go beyond the term minigame and uses mechanics and theming outside of the game's core. Yes. A lot of them are used as effective world builders, and you get the sense that they are passion projects of developers that are going the extra mile. I wanted to test the knowledge of the allies on games within within oh, games no. with a little game of my own. Holy moly. Kyle will list the name of the game, a, uh, the name of a game within game, and it is the j- allies' job to guess what game it originates from. For Very example, fun. Gwent is uh, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. The best. Let's talk about Gwent. Yep. Cyberpunk. Yep. <laughs> the answers will be in Maybe. multiple choices, but <laughs> please yell out the answers if you want to right away. Nice. Okay, here we go. Noah. Otake rules here, Ben. Oh yeah, and I, honestly, I won't be keeping track of the scores. We're Go just, wild! I, I think this is just funny for the trivia. I think this is what's fun about this. I think we might change "Cotton a Frame Trap" to just shout it first. <laughs> shout it first. Yeah. Keep it triple simple. triad. Final uh, Fantasy Nine. Final Fantasy. Nine. Nine. Final Fantasy eight. eight. Yeah, it's eight. It's, it's eight because Tetra Master is yeah. right. 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 Right, and they seem to like build off each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one to open with. I like that. Triple Triad, Final Fantasy VIII. Really fun. Just fun to have a little, little card game. Geometry Wars. Did with you know this became this started Whoa. off in, as a game within a game? What? It did. Yeah, I just played three, Kyle, and I was like, looking cool. So it. you want some multiple choice? Yeah. It is 
Project Gotham Racing 2. That's it. Yep, it is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, isn't that, that well cool? Jumpy Wars started off as a game within a game within Project Gotham Racing. And not like a game you unlocked. Like you had you like went into the menu of Project Gotham Racing and like booted up. Or was it like with, I think it was like Far Cry style with PGR. Where there's like an arcade you cabinet, Yeah, right? it wasn't like a cheat code or something. It was yeah, it was and huh. it wasn't like and yeah. this includes like Tetris. It was yeah, it was its own like strange for some reason this is in this game. And this one, I think, was a total, like, passion project thing. I totally think that somebody, like, hey, can we put this in? They're like, yeah, Dave, let's do it. That kind of thing. Pazak. <laughs> what? P-A-Z-A-A-K. Hmm. You need Blood Earth for this one. Okay, I'll give you a hint. It's a Star Wars game. What? Knights of the Republic? Yes, Ben! Nice. Can you tell me what that is? I've never played Knights of the Old Republic. Um, <sighs> Pazak. Do you want to play Pazak? No, I okay. can't. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so just one of those weird. huge RPGs. Nobody remembers Pazak. No, I, I played so much Nice Little Republic, and I yeah. could, like, it just, no, nothing. Ha, nothing. Coin launcher. <laughs> this will be way easier when I tell you the games. It's either Shenmue 2, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, or Tom Tomodachi Life. Tomodachi it's Life, probably. not Shenmue. Wait. It's Smash Bros. Brawl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you use coins, and you would get trophies out of it. What was the old GT coin game? The arcade thing? It might pop up. That Hold everybody on. would play. The arcade cabinet. There was a GT that was like coin. It was money based. Oh, and Money puzzle exchangers. Yeah, like no idea, like, dude. Yeah, yeah. Game trailers you're talking about. Game yeah. trailers. Game trailers. Uh, Pioro, which means bird and bean. Jeez. <laughs> oh, These are great. These are just going to get harder. So yeah. Oh, uh, that's in either Mario Party Advance. Uh, Chibi Robo or WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games. Complete guess, Chibi Robo. It's not Chibi Robo. Uh, WarioWare. Yeah, it is WarioWare. I gotta wonder what Pioro is because yeah, anything. In, I mean, the game is called Mega Micro Games, and the purpose of this whole thing is a game within a game. Right, right. <laughs> I gotta believe there's something substantial to Pioro. Um, oh, easy one. Here we go. Justice Monster Five. Oh, Final Fantasy uh, Fifteen. Yes. Nice. Um, not as good as the card games. No, not as good. No, no. I, no, I played it no. like until near. I got the trophy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> what like, is it again? I, it's, it's the like pinball kind of. It's like a pachinko game. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like it's pinball oh, pachinko, okay, just yeah. real dumb. It's a mobile game. It's, I. It's not very fun. Yeah. Spitfire. You'll get caught up in the Spitfire. <laughs> is that in Deus Ex: Invisible War, Fallout Four, or Bioshock Two? Fallout. Fallout. No. no. Oh, wow. It's not Deus Ex. Don't even Bioshock? tell me it's Deus Ex. It's in Bioshock 2, a game okay. called Spitfire. I love that. I played huh. all of Bioshock 2, yeah, and I do don't not remember Spitfire. I love that. I cool. love that so much. What, what is Spitfire? I don't know, man. What? Finished, finished Bioshock we gotta 2. We got to play Spitfire. Yes. Have yes. no yes. idea. Yes, yes. No clue. Cubed, and the E is a 3. Oh, I know this. Uh, sorry, and the, and the C is a Q, so it's Q-U-B-3-D. Damn. Oh, give me those games. All right, I'm going to give you the games, and Jones is going to be, going to be even more humiliated. It's either Bully. Oh, it's GTA 5. 4. GTA 4. Yeah, I remember. It's GTA 4. Yeah. What is it? What is this? Uh, It was like, I want to say it was like a stacking game. It sounds it was, like one. It was yeah. in the bar, though. Oh. And you could like, you. I remember you could go into the bar and play it there. Cubed. I remember that. Very, very cubed. cool. Yeah. yeah. Should have put that in the retro. Cubed. <laughs> cubed. cubed. Game called Caravan. Is that in Fallout New Vegas, Wasteland 2, or Metro Last Light? I like those kind of theme, New too. New Vegas. Yeah. Probably yeah. New Vegas, yeah. Nice. Do you remember the game? I I remember there being, like, text adventures or 
Uh, I don't remember it though. I remember the name being in a on a console, but I don't remember. Cool. Boxelios. B O X. Of course. C E L I O S. Boxelios. That's in Shenmue 2, No More Heroes 2, or Yakuza 3. No, no More, more heroes, heroes 2. <laughs> in your dreams, it's Yakuza 3. Whoa. Yes. What is Boxelios? Finish Yakuza 3, you have no idea what Boxelios right. is. I love this. Like, Boxelios. Deep shame. Deep, deep shame. Deep shame. The two of you. Deep shame. Uh, yeah. Deep shame. Like, what's yeah. The, of course, I know GTA 4. So. I mean, it's been... <laughs> how many years has it been? It's probably it's been... been a but what's it, five years since I played Yakuza Three? But it brings up a great point: is that we finished Bioshock and Yakuza, and we have no idea what these games are. I They're know, just hidden it. within. Yeah. I mean, you and could, that's so cool. You could do this with like character names too. Like there's so many characters yeah. that I don't remember from Tin their names. Pin Slammer. Tin Pin Slammer. Tin Pin Slammer. <laughs> I just want to play Boxelli. I want to play yes. I love these names. <laughs> Tin Pin Slammer is a game I'd like to play. Is that in The World Ends With You, Skies of Arcadia, or Retro City Rampage? Retro City Rampage. No. Oh, jeez. Skies of Arcadia? Mm-mm. Okay, yeah. It's, it's in The World you. Ends With You, yeah. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Bizarre <laughs> Jelly 5. Nice. <laughs> Is that in Dragon Quest Nine? This is great. No More Heroes 2 or Tatsunoko vs. Capcom Ultimate All-Stars. No More Heroes 2. Yes. There it is. There it is. Bizarre Jelly 5. Those minigames. I'm in. A lot okay. of minigames in No More Heroes. Three more. Okay. Tiger Tiger. Oh my god. No, 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 no. Okay. You got it, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger Tiger. No, no, no. You'll get there. Ben, you played this game recently. Yes, I did. Sounds like a fighting mm. game. It's no. Not- oh, no, no, no. I don't know what the actual game is, right? You played it on Switch. Why? It's there, Kyle. I know I played this recently. Give me the choice. Tiger the... Tiger sounds so familiar. Hold on. <laughs> I played this on Switch and I played it recently. Mm-hmm. I mean within the last year when I say recently. I don't mean this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I mean within the last 12 months. Oh, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yes, dude. There we go. Yes. Oh, yes. so that would have pissed me off. What Kyle, is it? If you'd read that list. What's Tiger Tiger? What is it? Yeah, so it's it's uh, you have uh, Poppy and you have to upgrade her. And the way that you get like new parts for her is you play this mini game. Cool. And it gets infuriating. Oh, yeah, it's hard. It actually gets very very yes. hard. Okay, yes, it's hard. Um, basically, you're like trying to go, and there are things you can collect, and you have to like grapple onto them and grab them as you go. D- you go down, and then you go up, and you have to dodge stuff on the way up too. Why is it called Tiger Tiger? I don't tiger know. up. Oh, okay. Tiger. Yeah, it's like Tiger. <laughs> Journey of the Prairie King. Okay. What? Tomodachi Life, Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley? Yes. Nice. Wow. Journey Mini of the Prairie King. Valley. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Last one. <laughs> Tree Dude. <laughs> Excellent. Is Tree Dude in Pony Island super hot? Or Five Nights at Freddy 4? Pony Island. I don't know. Five Nights at Freddy 4. Super hot. Oh. Tree Dude? There's a game called Tree Dude within Super Hot. Where? I don't know. (laughs) I played that too and it's not that long. Where's Tree Dude? I wonder if it's in not the VR. I wonder because I I played the the, the original version of Super Hot very quickly and then found the VR and never looked back. It's not Super Hot VR. It's Super Hot. Uh, but yeah, there yeah, is there is this really you know unhinged narrative where you're bouncing you're hacking a lot you know well, and so like the 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 narrative is all over the place so like I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a fun little Easter egg in there at the end. Okay, so I lo- I see us going through a, di- a directory. Yeah, 
Okay. You got to dig for that game, I imagine. And so it looks like MS-DOS here. I did not play this in Super My name Hot. is Tree Dude, or his name Whoa. is Tree Dude. Yo, look at Tree Whoa, dude. dude. Did not see this at all. So it looks like a very simple game where you're just going left or right, trying not to get hit as you climb a tree. Uh, but it's all ASCII, is how you pronounce it? Yeah. Uh, uh, ASCII graphics. Man, that's a fun little game. That looks fun. I gotta be honest, that's a mini game. That's yeah, not yeah, a game. Yeah, totally. that, that one's totally a mini game. But yeah, that's really cool. That tree dude. Really fun. That... You're hardcore if you know about Tree, dude. I feel ashamed with that game. <sighs> this is a fun game. I like that. It was fun. Um, yeah, I wish that I wish though that the the, the person was here. Um, I wish that uh, Austin was here. So whenever he said, "What is that?" Austin could say, "Oh, well, it was this game where you do this and this <laughs> right. and this, and this is how you got to it." Yeah, the nice Little Republic one I think is the one that's driving me the most crazy. Was it Kazak? Kazak. <laughs> Well, That's a very bo- strong Boxelios, yeah. dude. Will the meatbags play <laughs> I can't even think Boxelios. of <laughs> I Look up Boxelios. Because um, oh. I love updates. I love when people send in updates, and we got to do an update one. And it's a doozy. Hey, guys, just a quick update. Just to prepare you at home. This is not a quick update. Um, <laughs> on some games and systems I picked up at the Retro GameStop last weekend, somebody wrote in, hey, I love retro games. I'm thinking about buying a retro console because I missed it in my life. What would you recommend? And we give lots of recommendations, but mostly like, hey, like feel the games, feel the vibes. What you like is what you like. Yeah. And the feel ans- the games. Feel the games. Feel ga- the games. Play the games. Okay. I walked in. And the vibe was awesome. And it really felt like I stepped into a time machine. Everything was so overwhelming, but it was amazing. I looked at every box in that store, and I walked around for 45 minutes, and I spotted an NES, and I just couldn't pass it up. <laughs> then I found a game that I couldn't ignore. It was Friday the 13th oh, for geez. NES. Oh, oh no. Man. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to skip ahead. Uh, uh, picked up Castlevania Contra, the original Final Fantasy PS one got Metal Gear Solid, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Silent Hill, Soul Reaver, Final Fantasy seven and tactics. Yes. That was your, that was yours, right? Joe tactics Tactics. was my main one. Yeah. Yeah. Good haul. Um, kingdom hearts collections, uh, resident evil remaster for PS four went to the counter to check out. And the nice gentleman looked at me with a big smile. And when he saw Friday the 13th, told me it was one of the worst games ever made. <laughs> I didn't care in the slightest. Hey. I wanted this game so bad that I brought it home and ended up playing it for five hours straight. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when Jason in his purple jumpsuit would yeah. just pop up on the road. Random <laughs> zombies would just appear for no reason. Yeah. The music was on a five-second loop for the entire game. Yes, it is. And all, all I had for a weapon at the start was rocks. I was literally killing Jason with rocks. It was one of the funnest games I had ever played in for a long while. I haven't been able to play everything yet, but uh, I did start with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Kingdom Hearts, and I'm having a blast with them. So thank you so much for all the help. I just took your advice and went with what made my heart race, and nice. I'm having the best time ever. Love and respect, awesome. Megan L. Love so great. Love that update. You are living yes. your best life. Yes. yes. Good vibes. Uh, we got to play that that Friday the 13th at Easy Living. It's truly yeah. bad, though. It's, it's truly a bad but game. It's not easy Living could use some bad games. Yeah. Throw uh, it in the rotation. <laughs> Extra point of shame. Mm-hmm. I quickly looked at Boxelios. Yeah. <laughs> and like if I had seen an image of it, I think I would have gotten it. Describe immediately. it to us. Describe so it to us. So it's it's like this shmup that you can play in oh, the arcade cool. 
and it's like their own thing. And you not only is it in Yakuza Three, I just recently played through Yakuza Four as well, and it's in there too. Boxelios comes back. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think in Yakuza Four you can play Boxelios Two. Oh, that's fun. So what's strange to me, Ben, is that Yakuza normally just uses straight up arcade games, right? From Sega. Why? Why is what is special about Boxelios? Is it kind of? A I don't think humorous? there's any. Honestly, to be, I don't think there's anything remarkable about Boxelios. I've played it multiple times in multiple mm-hmm. Yakuza games, and every time I play it like once or maybe twice, I'm like, this is boring, and I stop. <laughs> Somebody just like, wanted to make a game. Like playing Taiko Drum Master songs yes. or Virtua Fighter is way more fun, or Outrun is uh-huh. way more fun, or Space Harrier than Boxelios. Boxelios it's, just a, it's like another Dave a, moment. Boxelios is not a remarkable minigame within yeah. Yakuza. By the way, by Virtual the way. On and Kiwami 2? Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. Come on. That's it for Love and Respect. It's time for bets. Next week's bet, Mario Tennis Aces releases Friday, June 22nd. How many tennis balls will be on the back of the box, Brandon Jones? Five. Five. So you're saying five I'm, screenshots. Four screenshots, one big Mario coming on top of all of that, smacking okay. another ball. So You know that's a smart bet, Ben. Four. Five. Yep. Oh! Ah. I went with seven. Ian Hink, your bet? Four. Whoa. Nice. Let me lock those in. Uh, I would, I would ask you at home. This happens to me every Monday night. I don't have the game box because I just download it, and then I look online to try to find the game box, and I can't. If you buy this game at a store, please tweet me. Just tell me how many tennis balls there are in the back of the box. It would really simplify things for me. I would truly appreciate that. Question, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, the American box, right? Because sometimes like the French box yes. is a different art. Yes, box. yes, yes. The yeah. United States. Yeah. Uh, box for uh, Mario Tennis Aces would US be appreciated. unless otherwise stated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we move on, I'd like yeah. to drop a bet update. Oh, uh, this was a group stream bet. Uh, it was a bet that somebody reminded me of recently, and it is a bet that I won against Michael Huber. What is? And this? I tweeted it at you, and we haven't brought it up in conversation. And I don't know if you saw. Are there this stakes tweet. involved, or is it just as a bet? Oh, there are stakes, my friend. I got one too, actually. Let's go. Let's go. We got to dump on Huber right now. Let's go. The bet was yeah. by the end of E3 2018, mm-hmm. will Grand Theft Auto V be announced for the Nintendo Switch? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> the hell am I doing betting for Rockstar? All of his Rockstar claims over the last 12 months have been grossly inaccurate. Yep. <laughs> and he has just for some reason brought me into his world, mm-hmm. and I've fought at every turn, and I'm so happy that I won this. And yeah. Do you remember the stakes? No, I do not. You this need so to watch eight, count them, eight of Will Ferrell films of my choosing. <laughs> Holy, Holy shit. shit. And he only has a month. He only has a month. Because if I lost, eight? I had to watch the entire first season of Gotham. That's it was right. fair. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. was, was an much eye. longer than eight Will Ferrell films. <laughs> And Dude. you got some fans out there on social media, Huber, because they have been like, Just please let him watch this movie. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Give me one. Give me one. We'll kicking and screaming. The soccer film is going to be a number one on that list. Are you going to give him Stranger Than Fiction at least? Nope. Nope. No. 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 Ron Burgundy. None of that. No. No. How about Ron Burgundy too? Bewitched is definitely going to be on that list too. Good Jones. Bewitched for sure. Yeah, wait, that's not fair, Jones, because the reason was you wanted him to like Will Ferrell, right? Like Huber doesn't like Will Ferrell. He doesn't like his comedies. Like you want him to learn to like Will Ferrell, right? Why? What? What? 
I wanted you to like Gotham. That's I want him to stop. I know, and it's, it's valiant of you. I want you to stop harassing me about Rockstar goals. <laughs> uh, I want you to just let me anticipate my Rockstar titles uh, in peace, sure. you madman. I think season so, one of Gotham is so much easier to swallow. Holy shit. Eight Will Ferrell movies. He's going to hate them, though. He's going to leave that those eight movies hating Will Ferrell. If it was three, I'd still be gawking. Wow. And I think we, gave you, a, I think we gave you a month. Yeah. I'm going to be much more lenient. I will just harass you occasionally to okay. get that done. Okay. Uh, I will accept a little Will, will Ferrell book report every now and then. <laughs> so I have one for Huber, too. Uh, this Wait. was just tweeted at me as well. What if, Huber, we could do uh, we could do commentaries on him. Reaction shots, Will Ferrell, bad movie <laughs> oh commentaries. Oh, my God. If you want to, Ian. Hey, man, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny does every Marvel movie. <laughs> Easy Allies does Will Ferrell movies. The WFU. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. I'm so excited. And like so many of the best bets, I would have completely missed this. I wish I could credit the person that tweeted it at me. Thank thank you so much. Yeah, thank you to those on Twitter who keep us honest. Because I was so confident in that. And everyone was against me. If you go back and watch that group stream, everyone thought I was out of my mind. Bloodworth especially was like, of course it's coming to Switch. Wow. No. That's a good win then, Jones. That's a really good win. Bloodwrecked. Because what was announced for Switch? Like L.A. Noir was. Yes, L.A. Noir had was recently announced for Switch. Yep. Uh, mm. Huber, I got one too. Mm. So somebody tweeted this at me. Was watching our Resident Evil uh, Seven playthrough. I think. Nice. We made a bet at the end of this. Oh God, what are you? <laughs> it's extremely relevant. You said Resident Evil Two remake would have fixed camera angles. Oh, okay. And because I have no problem losing this bet. Because you were wrong, you have to write five pages of fanfic. Five pages. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what are these stakes? Dude? About what happens to Hunk. Oh, okay, this is ooh, fun. this is a pleasure. What this is gonna be to, stream of yeah. consciousness. What happens to Hunk? Like a, can yeah. it be ten? Yeah, as yeah, soon yeah. as you said Hunk, just yeah. close okay. your eyes and let your fingers do Fantasia the work. Fantasia about yeah, what happens okay. to Hunk between Resident Evil two and seven. Okay, perfect. I don't want you to hold back, Huber. If you have a, any kind of creative juice yeah. flowing, yeah, just going. let it flow. Let I'm it flow. going home tonight. Single space, <laughs> doing double space, yeah. 14, 16. Like, Put on Bewitched and for... just type away. Yeah, is double rules. space Double okay? space is cool, double I think. Space is, yeah. Also, if you do script format, I'm cool with that, too. Okay. Whatever you want, dude. Okay. Just five pages. Give us something. Okay. Give us a, tell us a story. Okay. Um, and uh, how about next time I'm on the Easy Allies podcast? That's really soon. That's that could be three week. weeks from now. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm serious. I'm going to go home and like start. Wow, <laughs> about Hunk? You yeah, care about this? You got this much to say about Hunk? Yeah, okay. Well, all right. Feeling uh, the Hunk hype. Uh, it's not all. And I gotta now. get out of the way of these Will Ferrell movies. So yeah, I gotta it's get true. to work. Yeah, <laughs> you can do both. You can kill two birds. Uh, ben, you and I lost a bet, most likely, uh, about Metroid Prime Four coming out this year. Oh yeah. So we have to write a duet about Samus. Uh, this is this is that's a good one. Yeah, there's there's a few bets that I am behind on. One of those <laughs> is uh, I don't even remember what the bet was. I just remember what I have to do. I have to do like a twenty second Buck Bumble rap. <laughs> I do remember this one. It was about whether uh, Hat and Time from their official right, Twitter account right, right. would congratulate or even mention Mario Odyssey on right. the day of its release. I like. A month and a half ago, I was like, hey, I'll do that yeah. at this point. And then I just, we forgot about it. Bumble rap, man. That Dragon's Quest stream it. is happening. Or Dragon's, Dragon's Crown, Crown yep. is yep, yep. happening imminently. Imminently? Like, within a month. Okay. Yeah. It's imminent. It's been a busy month. Yeah, yeah. it's easy it, to forget all these it's things. It's been a busy month, and unfortunately, I'm going out of town. But, yeah. like, we're talking about it. We're trying to make it happen. Sure. We're going to cash mean, in on these bets. Yeah. yeah. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, movies. yeah, we're, we're nuts hey, about bets. We're out of control. <laughs> we're out of control about bets. That is insane, Building dude. a Titan costume is yeah. nothing compared to that. That is, like, that is... 
E3 betting special stakes. It will Feral movies. That is insane. It was your fault for saying season one of, of Gotham. You offered that first. Oh, yeah. That's on you. And I a, and I pleasure. and I took yeah. those stakes proudly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "You got it, baby. You got it." I get season one of Gotham and GTA Five on Switch. Win win. <laughs> you got to be careful what you offer. Last week's bets. It's about Lego The Incredibles on Switch, uh, which released last Friday, the Friday of E3. Um, how many critic reviews will it have <laughs> on Metacritic at this point right now? I'm gonna refresh just in case if something pops up. Um, but let me tell you what everybody bets. Uh, Jones, you bet 38, thinking that maybe it would be user reviews. Yeah, uh, no. Damiani bet 5. Huber, you bet 8. I bet 9. Ian, you bet 6. And the actual number of critic reviews for the Switch version of LEGO The Incredibles is 2. <laughs> 2. <laughs> <laughs> Who said the least? Uh, Damiani said the least. Uh, uh, that's good for you. That's oh, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, he's yeah. on your team. Um, Nintendo Life and Destructoid got the reviews in. Nobody else did. You want me to even like Jones? I'll check on user reviews. I bet user reviews is like two, right? Uh, z- none. Zero. zero. <laughs> oh no! There is not a zero. single user review for the Switch version of Lego The Incredibles. Go to the PS4 version. Okay, that'll be interesting. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Oh, you can. I can click there. Yeah, right there. Uh, click that. Uh, there. Yep. Oh, 10. There are 10 uh, user reviews nice. f- for the PS4 version. Um, Only one critic, though. Yeah, and one yes. critic for the one PS4 version. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. I mean, the game's probably going to do what they expected it to do. That game's not for us. It's not for the people who yeah. know of Metacritic. Movie time. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah. a time when that was a dark thing. Yeah. And uh, as time has gone on i want more of them bring them back bring back movie tie-in games i'm ready bring them back like ever ever since black panther want that black panther man you can envision a sick black Panther. like give me a seven out of ten black panther game and i will eat it i was envisioning it and square enix said not yet bud yeah (laughs) not yet yet, buddy (laughs) it's coming it's gonna be amazing but this is not the year uh that brings us to red grouse eight Gorgeous Gorillas, 12. Droopy Eagle, 7. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Switcher Snakes, 2. Uh, Patreon.com is slash Easy Eyes is a, is a website I want to talk to you about because uh, that is how we were able to cover E3 as we did. Because Easy Allies is basically crowdfunded. It's easy to say that. Yeah, You know what? It's not basically crowdfunded. It is crowdfunded. Uh, obviously we have uh, minimal income from YouTube we have some income from Twitch but primarily it's Patreon it is viewers like you and listeners like you I know a lot of people listen um, who who uh, uh, graciously and kindly uh, give us money every month to just keep operating keep doing what we do uh, to the best of our ability so yes uh, if you're curious if you want to be one of those people check out patreon.com slash easy allies see what it's all about see what we're all about and uh, see what our tiers are about um, and, and yeah, the, the levels to which, uh, you could give to us. If you give $1 a month, that's in our, our, uh, exclusive shows tier. Uh, you get to see 
trail sorry not trailer jones cup of jones mm-hmm. you gotta put your name in everything man yeah <laughs> i know i know the feeling <laughs> um uh cup of jones is what what is that uh that is a weekly show most of the time it is weekly um uh, e3 obviously i you know we we're streaming a lot and so we yeah. did not do an update but uh that's me sitting down spending most of the time talking about business related questions concerns that people from our community have uh updating people on what we're doing that week uh and uh a little bit of personal stuff at the end where i answer you know what uh, hey, I'm going to Disney World. What should I check out? Or hey, Batman Ninja came out. What did you think of it? Still the Batman um, stuff, huh? Uh, st- it, no, still no Batman, Batman questions this week. But oh, okay, you know, we, right. we do get them. <laughs> and uh, at the very end, I will do an editorial. For example, this week I talked about a lot of VR games that I checked out because nice. we were unable to do impressions of those because we ran out of time during you our E3 coverage. I did play Tetris Effect and I enjoyed it. The sound effects and music were my favorite part of that. Oof, uh, that uh, I, I suggest putting the headphones on when you play that, Kyle. The, the, the sound I mean, effects and music implementation are really great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I will actually be clipping that out and posting that up on our YouTube channel. Every nice. now and then you get a little taste of Cup of Jones we put up on the on our YouTube channel. Cool. Um, but if you want all of the Cup of Jones action, it's uh, $1 exclusive. Sure. And I should say we are mid-season of And For That Reason, a segment that used to kick off this podcast. was a little too long. We turned it into its own series that is very strange and wild. Uh, that will uh, every There will be a new episode for six episodes every Thursday at 9 p.m. 9 a.m. Pacific time. And kudos to Ian Hank for editing those. I think the the charm uh, and yeah. the uh, the the finish of all of that stuff. Actually, the pre and post production was all was definitely an Ian Hank joint. So um, I was I was surprised when we finished that. I was like, boy, that's gonna be tricky to put together. And I'm overjoyed with how it uh, how it turned out. A little offended because uh, pre production was entirely me, but okay. Uh, specifically on the cameras. So like, what camera we were using, Got and you. specifically technically how the yeah the writing was was most was yeah. 100% you. And conceptualizing. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> gathering all these submissions. Correct. Okay. You know, I did something. Did a lot. <laughs> did a lot. And Omar shot it. Omar did shoot it. Yeah, that was really cool. I don't Omar. know if we've said that publicly, right? Like, Omar shot that thing. Omar. For zero dollars and zero cents, just out of the kindness of his heart. Omar's a good guy. Okay. Pretty sure we can say that he shot that? Oh. <laughs> okay, maybe. Yeah, we Omar said. didn't do nothing. Omar, you <laughs> know what? Omar may have or may not have. I have a bad memory. <laughs> Anybody could have shot that. Not Omar, confirmed. slacker. All right, so let's see what the reward was from the objective. Again, that came from East Dragon. Our objective was to pull one off for the old man. Huber accepted this objective. Yeah. Ian obs- accepted this objective. I got it done. Yep. You don't get to decide if you got it done. <laughs> I got it done. What? Yeah. That's not how this works. No, the old man's pumped. I think you got it done, too. The old man is pumped yeah. that uh, his favorite game, Resident Evil 2 what? Remake, what? is number one on our list. I'm calling the old man. Call the old man. <laughs> the old man is pleased. Hi. It's Kyle. Yeah. Did you did Huber pull one off? You sure? Okay. Oh, no. Okay, good night. You were pulled it off. He's up late, that old man. He pulled it off. Oh, yeah, he stays up late. He watches the late night shows. You were, you, somehow you pulled one off for the old man. Ian, I guess you didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what can you do? What can you do? <laughs> Sorry, Ian. <laughs> it's all right. You want to know Huber's secret? Hmm. He always pulls it off. He always oh, pulls geez. it off. Oh. All right. Um, Not with that bet he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I actually bets. think he did. 
Uh, did, yeah, I got a laugh out of it. So yeah, I think there's it a big difference between pulling it off and pulling one off. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right, but right, pull right, one right. off. You there are so off. many ones that it becomes it. Yeah. Uh, so thank you. I Ian. will. I will do whatever it takes to make sure Brandon Jones watches all of Gotham. It is right. my sole mission. In so life you're gonna now. keep making more bets yep. right. as the long thing as is, it like, takes. Jones gets to add more. If you yeah. keep the stakes the same, he gets to add to the stakes while you keep yours the same. I'm willing to. To take the hits to make the play. I think. I <laughs> oh, think yeah. by movie two, you will say that you, that you will go back on that. Yeah. <laughs> by, no, by the end of credits of movie two. Yeah, I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, what's the basketball one? The basketball one. Will Ferrell playing basketball. Oh dear, they're all. There is, oh yeah, where he's got the fro and all. Yeah, I mean that's got to be one of the eight, right? Oh my sure. god. Minor There's league? a basketball got three one. Of them. What's it? It's something league. Maybe? Is it recent? It's not recent. It was one of his first sports movies. Anyway, Huber, you get a prize. Oh, Talladega Nights is so. I actually like that movie. Talladega Nights is pretty. Do I need to do a write-up for these? No write-ups. No write-ups required. You simply have to watch them. Quick recap. If a recap would be nice, I would love a recap. Like a verbal recap. Not required, but yeah, it'd be cool. Huber, with every objective, there is a reward for for accomplishing it. Okay. Ian gets it too. We we were in on it together. I don't know if Ian's gonna want this. Okay. The reward is snake hands. <laughs> Sorry, your hands are snakes now. <laughs> Switch your snake hands. <laughs> Put that in the yeah. wiki. I feel like I just went back into tabletop. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep track of that. Huber now has snake hands. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ian can't because you have the soft hands. You have softness plus one. Yeah. You don't want to mix that with snake hands. Can't, can't do it. Uh, <laughs> I'll be the Switcher Snake mascot. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll just photograph your hands for the poster. <laughs> ben. <laughs> poster. Ben, you're in Damiani's seat, okay? Yeah. Which means you get all the rights and responsibilities, which is, of course, to give uh, your Twitter handles to the world, promote any Easy Eyes video you would like to promote. You get the final word and anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or uh, just popped in your head. You can also, I just decided, you can make any last-minute adjustments to Ooh. the index if you would like to do that. Whoa. And you can sign off with your trademark sign-off. Take it away, Ben. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at BenMore035, if you so choose. Uh, the Easy Alice video I'd like to promote is I got to interview Tak Fuji at E3, and I said... After I saw the interview, I said, it's like, that was the weirdest thing I've ever done for <laughs> Easy Allies or Game Trailers. And it's wow. still true. Not weird in a bad way, though. Um, that is a guy that just being around him, his goofiness <laughs> and excitement makes, it draws out your goofiness and excitement. And it was so much fun. Uh, that is, you, after interviewing him, that is totally the guy that was at that 2010 Konami press conference going extreme. Like, they are one and the same. It's not just a bit. He just <laughs> is that person. Uh, and it's beautiful. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, it definitely, to listeners, it, Ben is taking a long look at the index. Long, hard look. Seeing if there's any changes that need to be made. I'm going to say this without justification. <laughs> yeah. It's the final word. I'm going to bump Team Sonic Racing above Skull and Bones. <laughs> and now you're trying to sign up. Sophie is our supreme ruler. I am enjoying these microtransactions.